On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will settle in for Ahsoka's premiere while also dropping their final predictions for what may go down in the series. They'll also riff on the Blue Beetle and the announcement that a few Disney Plus shows will be getting physical releases for those who like to collect Blu-ray still. Of course, the show will end with a question of the week responses and the latest round of Star Wars. Punch it, Chewie. Now, everybody, I'm trying my damnedest to pretend like I give a shit about being alive, but I really don't. <laughs> so we're here, we're back, and I can't even get into it, because if I get too excited, I feel this stabbing pain in my back, because I'm an asshole, and I like to injure myself multiple times within a year's time frame in my 40s. <laughs> so fuck me, fuck one wheels. And uh, generally just fuck being alive. That's kind of where I'm at, my friends. I'm going to try my best not to be a big fucking boo-hoo, wah type of motherfucker. But as I was just telling Nick here, uh, this past Sunday, which would have put me about a week and a half of, of having my broken collarbone, the, uh, the depression fully set in for the first time. And it's been not fun. Uh, let's just say today... I mean, I'm off, so I, I guess that's one bonus. But today, I, I literally laid in bed with my cats until 11.45. And if you know me, that's not how I operate on a daily basis, let alone a Star Wars Time Show Tuesday. So, yeah, I'm feeling a little bad for myself. Boo-hoo. Uh, I'm not going to... I don't give a shit. I feel like crap. It's not even the pain of the broken arm. It's the realization that, again, within a year's time frame... I have wrecked my body enough to where I can't use it like you should be able to use it for two months. And it's like, fuck you. I hate you. Why do you do this shit? It's killed my excitement for Ahsoka. It's killed my excitement for this stupid show. I mean, there, there are times like in the past few days, I'm like, I, I just, I quit. I quit. I don't give a fuck. No one else gives a shit about our content, and that's fine. You guys do it. Listen live. Hey, if you want to listen live, Tuesday, 5 p. East on YouTube. So why the fuck should I give a fuck? I just want to be a fan again. I just want to watch Ahsoka tonight, and that's it, and be done with it until next week. And usually, if I'm not feeling like I want to jump off a bridge, I can be like, hey, I'm a sucker. I like doing it anyways. I like making the content, but... Where my head is at, it's so far in hell's toilet. Ahsoka can go fuck off at this point. So if you know me and you know my fandom, that's how fucked up I am in the head right now. I just don't care. I don't care about a goddamn thing. So if you've ever been depressed and you've never been diagnosed as being depressed, that's what it is. When you're someone that usually cares about stuff and then you go to not caring... Not a good sign. Right, Nick? It's tough for sure. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what you're going through uh, because I've never been in that situation. I mean, like in my entire life, I've never broken a bone, like knock on wood, <sighs> knock on whatever I can knock on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like 
having such limitations to how you can use your body, especially like you were saying before we went live, like having it be an arm, you know, when you break a leg like you did last year, you still have the full use of your upper body for the most part. So <laughs> yeah, I kind of work at a computer like all yeah. day. So it's, yeah. it's like, fuck work starts next week. We got to soak it going full balls tonight. And, and I'm just like, uh, why can't I break like a fucking toe? Yeah. Or or like an arm, you know, this just an arm, like a fucking pussy break where you get a cast in your hand, you know, your fingers are still usable. Yeah. I this shit, I'm telling you, Nick, this is back to back broken bones that don't get a cast, which sucks because you don't know what movement you're going to do that could fuck up the, 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 the setting of the bones. It's just like Christ. And I'm not a sedentary person. I hate fucking sitting still. I hate it. So even out there in the gym, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out. I'm like, is this fucking it up even worse? I don't know. It doesn't hurt that bad, but I've got a, a high pain tolerance. I mean, I'm not even taking Oxy anymore. It's just like, fuck me. And I've got at least six weeks to go. And that's yeah. if it's healing properly when I go in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough recovery. Um, arms are hard for sure, considering that's that's your way around the world, basically. Yeah, and I mean, especially- dude, it's, I can't even like look at these shitty shirts I have to wear. I mean, it's like I'm fucking drunk all the time. It's happy hour all the time at my house because I'm in these button up shitty looking Hawaiian golf shirts because that's the only fucking thing I can slide over my dead arm. Does anyone know how to get dressed when you can't move your arm? Yeah, like, I just want to put a fucking T-shirt on. If anyone has any tips, like literally, I can't move my arm at all. It has to stay 90 degree like this outside of three times a day. I get to extend my elbow. Yeah. Try putting on a shirt when you can't fucking move your arm. Uh, Fuck. But hey, at least you can you can walk around a bit. You know, yeah, there you go. I guess there's always a positive. You can can get out there. you, You can watch movies. You can. You know, yeah, I won't, I, I won't get as fat like as I did when I broke my leg, but I, I don't know. I'm starting to think this, this may be even worse. You should see the, the rashes and rot growing underneath my left armpit too, from being, you know, Stuck compressed there. at my yeah. side 24 seven. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, if, if I had to choose, I would definitely choose to break my leg because your arms <laughs> are like, like I said, your arms are so important oh, to just your everyday, like doing stuff. I but, mean, luckily I can hold a video game controller. Like I like cockeye it in there and like the dead hand squirts out. Like it's my T-Rex arm is what I call it. Cause that's essentially what it is. It, it only my, it's like my hand comes right out of my chest. See it? If you're on the live stream, that that's the reach I get there. So I, I stick my little fucking dead hand out and I hold a controller for a little bit until my left scapula feels like it has a bullet hole in it, uh, which it does right now. That That's the thing. Like, I don't even know if I'm done at just the, the clavicle, Nick, because I shit you not. Like, if you look at me straight on, my, the left side of my body looks out of place. And it could be because I've had to hold my arm a certain way and it's like completely killing my ribs and all my posture. But it, the, my rib cage on the left side literally looks like E.T. Like, it's like sticking out. Yeah, I mean, I think not the same way on the right side. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably due to just like, I mean, there's there's definitely some displacement happening, I would imagine. And then 
obviously, you know, posture is going to suffer because your arm is stuck to your body. Like you've been saying, it's, it's the scapula. It's like the, the clavicle can go fuck off. Like it, unless I, you know, try to raise my arm or flex my trap, I don't even feel the break. Yeah. I feel it all in my left scapula, I believe is what they would call your shoulder blade. If we were in medical, medical. school. Yeah. So. I'm I'm hoping I go a week of Labor Day and they scan me again. I'm like, hey, why don't you do a little lower, check out the ribs, and they go, oh yeah, by the way, you you have internal organ damage too. Like, all right, sweet. Hopefully, nothing like that. Happens. Anybody want a one wheel? Yeah, you definitely one wheel? discount def- one wheel. Definitely sell that. I think uh, it is like it, I, I don't I don't know what else to do with. Like, I honestly I think that's where I'm at. Like, two strikes is pretty bad yeah. within a year's timeline and. I'm not blaming the device per se. I mean, it, it, both times I, it was a poor decision on my part. Accidents, they are accidents, but it's like, fuck. I just, I, I, I think that's the biggest thing that's killing me right now is that I'm not even a year removed from physical therapy for the other fucking injury. It's just like, what the fuck am yeah. I doing? Almost made it through summer without breaking myself. But Your you know what? I'm going to stop. Been, uh, impressed to see you back so soon. Well, luckily, <laughs> Dr. Santiago moved practices. So oh, okay. I, got a, I got a new one. He didn't have to fucking shame me when I walked in. <laughs> That's my other favorite part. All the shame. It's like, oh, yeah, you fucking idiot. It's like, oh, thanks. Thank you. Next time you have an accident, I hope that uh, I can make you feel like a big piece of shit, too. Yeah. Thank you. Stuff. It's tough, but hey, you know what would help? Maybe the maybe the blue beetle suit. Would the help blue you beetle. Get that's right. I'm like, you know what? I feel like shit, Nick. It's Monday. I still got a few days off before the start of the new semester. I'm gonna go check out the latest DC blockbuster, Blue Beetle, with Jaime Reyes playing the Blue Beetle, played by I think his name Zolo Madanero. Yeah, Cholo. Cholo Maridueña. Holy yeah, shit. In, well, yeah, you, you've lived in Texas for a while, yeah. so you've I definitely took picked up four, on the I took four years of Spanish in high school. So All right. uh, sometimes it comes back to me. But yeah, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the name, um, Sholo is the guy, is the main character in Cobra Kai. So if you yeah. watch Cobra Kai on Netflix, he is the main character next to, to Johnny. Um, so he's taking over the blue beetle mantle. Uh, I haven't seen it, but you did, Matt, and, and you have some thoughts. So why don't you hit us with your Blue Beetle opinions? Yeah, so like I said, I, I didn't go last last Thursday. Uh, who the fuck knows? I was probably feeling sorry for myself, crying in the corner like a little bitch. But after uh, we, we, we took a ride down south this weekend for my wife's birthday, she wanted to go hiking. I was like, well, that, that's perfect for me and my arm, but let's try it out. Uh, she was like, well, I did want to go kayaking or canoeing, but then you're, I'm like, oh, thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> it's like, it's like everyone's like, I don't think they mean to like, be like, Hey, by the way, not only do you have to deal with your arm, but your arm has ruined something that I wanted to do in my life too. I was like, oh, thank, thank you for that. I appreciate that. But we're driving down there and, and dude, it, it, we're, for some reason we must've been, I, I was definitely on drugs, probably some narcotics. But we were listening to regular radio, which I don't know why any human would ever listen to regular, like terrestrial. I mean, does, does anyone listen to AM, FM? No. I, I, I haven't. I haven't in a while. Mostly just okay. Spotify or whatever. It's fucking, it is, it's worse than ever. I mean, it's never really been that good because it's nothing but, hey, everybody, it's a morning zoo. You know, like everyone wants to be Howard Stern in the 80s still in the year 2023. 
it's nothing but commercials and it's the same fucking poppy music over and over but whatever like i said i was in space wife was driving listened to their local pop station and nick it was probably every 10 minutes they would play the same fucking ad for blue beetle where it was like a, a fake interview with the director and he's like, oh, Jaime Reyes, la, la, la. and it's like, Jaime, 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 Jaime. And it just, it became a part of me. It, it just it was like, it worked. I mean, the fucking, it worked. I, I could not get Jaime Reyes out of my fucking head. <laughs> so I went and checked out Blue Beetle yesterday. No one in the theater. It was perfect. I love those. And I think that was part of the problem. I, I think if this was Thursday night with a larger crowd, some of the, the humor moments, and there are many, would have, would have hit harder for me. But with the lack of an audience and no one reacting, uh, I, I do feel like some of the humor fell a bit short. I will say Blue Beetle is not complete garbage. Like, it's not just fucking DC trash. Uh, but it suffers from most comic book movies uh, issue these days, which is it's it's the same shit, different skin. Yeah, it, it's literally like, oh, this device ends up in some unsuspecting person's possession. They don't initially want the responsibility. Uh, they try to get rid of it and then they realize, you know what? I, I, I am the one. I, this is my destiny. And here we go. The reluctant um, hero angle. Y- y- yeah. Yes. So. The story itself is very generic, very bland, nothing to write home about. But I will say, Nick, there are like Cholo is fantastic. Okay, like he he definitely embodies this 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 Jaime character, the Blue Beetle. Uh, He's a good actor. I mean, we all know that from Cobra Kai. I mean, he's legit. Uh, George Lopez was probably my my second favorite character. Nice. He plays like this kind of quirky uncle uh and obviously he's he's responsible for a good part of the humor along with the the grandma so the movie is very family centric nick like it's not just hey all right there's jaime it becomes his his flick his story it's pretty much jaime his family the bad guys they all get wrapped up in in the narrative which is which is nice i mean it it does kind of become a family affair uh, it, that makes it stand out a bit from other stuff like Superman, Spider-Man, so on and so forth. Um, I don't want to derail you, but are it. we live? What do you mean? Because there are people in the chat that's saying that we're not live oh, and we're just oh, looking, they're fuck. just looking at the, the getting oh ready God. to go live we screen. Didn't. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh my God. We just did like... A 10 minute show for the recording uh, for the for the audio that was our audio only segment hey, for this podcast sorry, everybody oh no hey that was oh our, no so for those of you out there who are on the live stream watching right now we did a 10 minute audio only segment matt gave his review of blue beetle so well make I'll, sure. I'll go into blue beetle again but i'm not going to get into the pity party so <laughs> hey everybody hey now holy shit sorry uh, about that we forgot to hit the the uh Go live button. Nick and I were literally having our, it was like the, the old days. We were having our own show. So don't worry. We captured it all. You can get it to tomorrow on the uh, audio only. Listen to the first bit of the show. That's right. Bat's got it right down exclusive here in the chat. content. That is some motherfucking exclusive content for sure. That's how we roll here. You never know. Hey, we may uh, start to recap the time. Make you guys yeah. listen to both the live stream and the audio. Increase those numbers. 
Nadal. That's a new segment on the show, the audio only portion. All right. Yeah. So don't forget, <laughs> if you want to catch my my pity party and then the first part of Blue Beetle, which I'll recap because we, we just started into that. All right. Here we go. So anyways, hey, now we're back. Matt's feeling pretty fucking bad for himself. Uh, I, I'm almost ready to give up on Star Wars. That's how bad my mental health is. I'm, I'm very depressed. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to cover Ahsoka. There's a part of me that just wants to scrap covering Star Wars moving forward and just talk about it on the show. But I'm sure I'll still fuck off and make some videos. But anyways, I was getting in the Blue Beetle, talking about how it's, it's, it's mediocre. Good, mediocre to good. Definitely far from great. Retreads a lot of the same shit you're going to get in any origin story, so it, it feels very familiar. But I did say Cholo and, and, and George Lopez are standouts. Like, Cholo's fantastic as, as Jaime Reyes, the Blue Beetle. And George Lopez has some memorable scenes as, uh, I think, Uncle Ray, kind of this, this goofy uncle. The grandma also has a few funny moments. Although, like I was telling Nick, my theater was empty, so a lot of the... The humor moments where I think the director was literally would leave a pause for a reaction, they all fell a bit flat. So I, I don't know if that was a lack of an audience or just me being in a piss poor attitude. Uh, but there were definitely some some moments. And what I was saying to Nick as he reminded me that we're not fucking live was that the one difference with Blue Beetle when you compare it to all other origin stories is that the movie itself is it's kind of a it, at the heart is is family. It's a family adventure. It's not just Jaime. It's it's Jaime and the uh and the family, they all kind of take part in the main narrative helping him kind of find his way with the with the scarab. So um, it's definitely DC cinematic fair, meaning you, you know what you're going to get going into it. Uh, I was quite surprised by the Rotten Tomato ratings. Uh, both the critics and the audience are, are digging it. I mean, I think yeah. critics were at 76 audience in the nineties, which, you know, you're always going to have that massive skew there. Um, I would put it more towards like a, a 70, 75. So I, I guess I'm closer to the critics. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. It just feels very familiar. No new ground is is, is approached upon. Um, it is kind of funny. The acting is is really really well done, and in, in with certain characters, especially the lead and the uncle. It's good seeing George Lopez kind of get to do his thing. And as uh, SW Props is asking Bruna, she looks absolutely fantastic. But I, I think they were trying. They they were like trying to get her to really not have any accent, which was weird, uh, considering I think she's Brazilian or you know she's she's got that that Latin flair yeah, to her. I, if you I, will. I think she's Brazilian because there was like she did like a video on YouTube, um, and I watched it. And yeah, yeah and, and maybe that's just how Brazilians talk English. Like it's very clean without an accent, but it sounds choppy almost like robotic a bit kind of monotone yeah yeah a little bit kind of that's from what i remember from the video she her accent was definitely not like strong port like a strong portuguese or brazilian like s accent but it was like you could tell that it was like her second language that yeah and, and it's like it's weird nick because everyone in the movie obviously for the most part are esl right yeah they, they english is not their their native tongue yet they would all speak it with the you know latino accent and at times they would they would speak mex or mexican <laughs> they would speak spanish 
but for some reason her character and it's like i don't know it's because they made her her aunt is susan sarandon so she like has a white aunt in the movie yeah but even in the movie they're like but i'm from brazil so they they even say like she's from brazil but they still she still spoke i don't want to call it perfect english but there was you could tell she was trying not to have that latin accent to the english if that makes sense yeah Interesting choice. Uh, no, bad. Not not like Sofia Vergara. Like Sofia embraces her accent, and you know sometimes bumblefucks words, and it's cute because she has big tits. Um, this girl here, whoever the hell her name is, Bruna. It's like she just. I don't know if someone told her like you have to try to not have that Latin spin to your English, or if she if that's how she wants to talk or sound when she speaks English. But it was I it was noticeably odd to me. I'm like, why is this girl who's clearly a Latina really trying not to have that Latin accent when she speaks English? And that's kind of how it sounds. But yeah, in terms of like if you're just a Neanderthal, she's she's a beautiful woman. Like un like beautiful ass. She's one of those women that just she has that Latin Brazilian bum, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm a man, goddammit, I can't help it sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, SW Prop saying she seems like the next breakout star. I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, I like I said, the the the, the English stuff was a little odd to me. And I don't know if that's her fault or if that's how she was directed. How's that? I mean, I think this is what I'll say. I, like, I'm not going to see Blue Beetle because I just don't care about superhero shit anymore. It's just like you were saying in the beginning, like it's it's kind of all the same at this point. And when it's not all the same origin stories, it's just so... Like, it's so beyond what is interesting to me now that it's like, I'm fighting cosmic forces and we aren't even on the planet anymore and all this. I don't know. It's just like, it's it's gotten to a point to where like, it's so far from like what made the first three phases of Marvel like really interesting um, that I just don't care anymore. So I'm not going to see it, but I do think that um, it will be difficult for any actor to have a breakout with a DC film. I'll say it that way. Because DC is just a dead property that's like trying, like it's on the ground. Like they're, they're trying, they've been trying to do CPR on it for five minutes and it's not working. Um, and well, I, I mean, blue, let's be real. Blue Beetle, who, who fucking picks that character and goes, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a movie. And I, and I can remember like 10 years ago, like Blue Beetle was being tossed around as like an Amazon exclusive, like yeah, an Amazon Prime I mean, video. It was kind of like TV Black series. Adam where it's been talked about for years and then it's like, oh, it's showing up. Let's go see yeah. it. And then it's like, yeah, it's a DC movie. I just think that like, and I, I'm super happy that it's got good ratings and stuff, but like, they were like touting that it like, oh my God, it's the top of the box office, but it only made $25 million and Barbie for the fourth week in a row almost beat it. Like Barbie made like $23 million and that's been out for how long? Like it's been out for over a Close month. To a month. Now. Yeah, yeah. Either a month or over. So like this movie didn't explode the box office. Um, I don't care about James Gunn's DC. Like James Gunn can't save... DC. I'm just going to say it right now. Um, and it's because the property has too much stink on it and, and it's still Warner Brothers. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't care about his reboot of Superman. He still doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with Batman. Like, is he going to keep yeah, remember, doing this? Like, you gotta get, if, you're, if you're new here, Nick is anti-Superman. Superman's he hates the Superman's worst guts. superhero in existence. <laughs> See? Um, it, he really is. 
Uh, but I've I've said that multiple times. Right. He doesn't know what he's doing with Batman because he keeps like Reeves. Matt Reeves is convinced that he's getting another Batman movie. And then but like we've heard nothing from James Gunn on what the actual Batman situation is going to be. I mean, bro, the, the Joker, too, is a thing, too. Like they they I, shot the Joker with with Joaquin. Yeah, with Joaquin Phoenix. So, like, I, I guess that's going to get released. The Flash. But you're right. With, like, like, how are they? You know, Gunn, he should just came in and, and I hate to say it, just level set. Just fucking clear the board. Yeah. See you. Everything you were working on before Warner Brothers, kill it. Take that tax write off that you did the Batgirl because it's over. So Bat, you're like they're they're not part of the DCU. They're nothing is a part of the DCU. The DCU doesn't exist yet because there hasn't been a movie released in the DCU yet. Like there is no DCU. So uh, the only thing that's the DCU is what's in James Gunn's head right now. Um, yeah, it does. So like it doesn't matter. The, the, the issue is, is that he's going to do what everybody does with a superhero movie. Let's go all the way back to our origin stories. And I don't want to watch a 10th origin story for all of these fucking characters. And, and like, I just, I'm at the point with DC specifically, and I'm like, same with Marvel. I just don't care about it. Like it, it's, it's to the point now to where you you've done too much and like rebooting DC for a second or third time. It's not going to help. Like it's like, we're, we're just too far gone with DC. Um, and Hey, like, you know, I, I wish James the best of luck. I won't be watching any of the movies just because I'm, I'm superhero fatigued out. Um, <laughs> but I just, I don't think that even with him at the helm that, that DC is going to be successful. Yeah. I mean, hell I'll, I'll give it a fair shake. There's no, you know me, I'm a glutton for anything. I'll jump on those pop culture grenades for Nick any day. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I'm not as down on gun as Nick, but I'm also, especially because he's like, yeah, the flash is awesome. Blue beetle. That's where we're at. And and I've seen them both. I'm just like, nah, we're, we're still missing the, the mark here. People, the, the <laughs> flash. Well, you just said like the flash, which was a movie that gun championed, even though that yeah. wasn't like made under his, no, he, it's it, right. But he is on record saying this is a fantastic yeah. film and it's essentially going to clear the, the map for my stuff. Yeah. It, that was the biggest money loser for a, for a superhero movie in history, not a DC movie, not a, you know, not a, like a, a superhero origin movie for a superhero movie ever it lost the most money like and it was also not that well reviewed like it was it was a really poorly reviewed movie like so if that's the quality that fucking james gunn is like oh this is a killer movie i'm not 100% sure if he knows what what a killer movie is like i've i've seen i will i will defend my man i i, I just rewatched gotg v3 over the weekend cuz it's on disney plus finally and it still hits like the guy if anything he nailed the Guardians trilogy, yeah. right? I mean, even even the third one, when you're like, hey, you know, you don't like have those those daddy emotions, you know, Peter and his dad, the Peter and Yondu. I even turned around, I looked, my wife was tearing up a little bit watching the, the final, you know, 45 minutes of GOTG. So I love Gunn, but I'm I'm with Nick here. I, I got to, at this point, especially because he, he kind of, put himself on the out on the line for the flash. I, I gotta, I gotta see what we're, what we're working with. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. We'll right. see. The one movie I did see over the weekend, which is the one that Matt saw last week. So I'm not going to go too far into it. TMNT. 
the best version of TMNT that's ever hit theaters. Period. Okay. So if, if yeah, you, I, I I dug it too. Yeah, like if you if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's well worth it. It's the first time in a while that the turtles actually feel like turtles or not feel like teenagers, not turtles. Like it's the first time they feel like teens. It's really well done. I think Seth Rogen was like you could tell that he was invested in the franchise either when he was a kid or even still now. And I think he, he brought it to life. Great. The one thing that has been taking up all of my free time, Baldur's Gate three. Like I am. Yeah, let's, I, I did. I got us a graphic, Nick, cause I had a feeling yeah. we may get into this cause uh, I, I'm usually the one that, that mix gets mixed up and shit and makes recommendations. So this is kind of a first where, Nick uh, gave me an idea for a game. You know, I'm, I was getting tired of Diablo 4 and uh, was it, is it Starfall or Starfield? That's Star- not come. Yeah, Starfield, the, uh, what you call Bethesda's, it? Bethesda's like game. Space. Space Skyrim. Yeah. Space Skyrim, which could be awesome or it could be whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm preloading it. I'm, I still pay for Games Pass, so why not? But, but whatever, I, I needed something to putz around with. Uh, Nick was really high on Baldur's Gate 3 last week, you know, in our pop culture segment, he talked a little bit about it and, and mentioned how it is essentially built on top of the D&D rule set. And I, I'd say prior to Scoundrels of the New Republic, I'd be like, oh, OK, sweet. I'll uh, yeah, I'll check that out. Never. But, you know, Nick being our narrator and our dungeon master and getting us kind of mixed up into that world, albeit with a Star Wars skin on it. I was like, okay, I understand this a bit more. I understand what the roles mean now and this and that. And yeah. Fuck, it's still, it's nearly impossible to roll. What, what do you call it? A, is it a clean 20 or a straight natural, 20? Natural 20. Natural 20s. Yeah, natural 20. Uh, I, I think the game's a little rigged, at least the, the digital <laughs> version of rolling D&D dice. But anyways, I was like, you know what? If it works for a Steam Deck, I'll check it out. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is available for a PS5 Steam Deck. And instead of doing my herky-jerky, like, PS5 remote play bullshit, like, I'm just going to get it for the Steam Deck. Fuck it. It's verified to work, downloaded it, looked good enough. I knew it wasn't going to look super crispy like it would on Nick's machine, but whatever. So I start playing it. I'm like, okay, I, I, I get this. I, I can see what he's talking about. All right. Yeah. Hey, look at that. I can pick... I can pick my story and this and these points and those and I can get higher persuasion or higher intimidation if I pick this class and yada, yada, yada. So like an hour to create my character. Had a, I don't know about you. Did you go one of the existing or did you build your own? I did a custom, but okay. yeah, so I did a custom, full custom character. I, I built a druid, so I did druid for my my playable character. How, how long did it take for you to pick out the genital set? <laughs> when I got there, I was like, I, I truly can't believe that this is an option. But eight. I, I there's eight different genitals. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I and, uh, and are you as are you as creepy as me? Did you make sure to remove their clothes? I did. So you yes. could see what every genital looked like. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, I, I, I chose the the <laughs> genitals. Very uh I went through all the options, made sure to to make a discerned choice. Did that and so what are you, um, are you a male? Or are you yeah. genderless or what would you go with? So I did, uh, for this one, I did a male druid. Well, yeah, male half elf druid. Um, but I am already planning like another playthrough. What, what cock did you give him then? Was it the, like the big uncircumcised one or one oh, of the man. other? Like one, one's like a fucking beer can. It's so, it's like it a, it's so like a hog. 
<laughs> it was so long ago because I'm already like I played in the early uh, access. So I had some time okay, in there, right, but I'm right. already like 40 hours into the game, like into just like playing the game. So I can't remember the selection that I made uh, because did, I, I probably seen it spent an hour and a half making my my female character because I'm yeah. a pervert. So I, I did a, a half elf. Nice. Wood elf, I believe, like of, of the wood region or some shit. Yeah, yeah, half elf wood. Yeah, wood uh, elf. Got great pink hair. What's nice your round? What's your class? What class did you go? Oh fuck, paladin. Pa- oh, paladin. Paladins yeah. are apparently like I know this from D anD D. Paladins late game are overpowered as fuck. Like you can't kill a. Yeah, paladin I'm not gonna lie. I, I was gonna hit you up to try to get some some tips, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna. I did one search. I was like, what should I? The first the, the first search was should I go existing built character or custom? And I was like, yeah, fuck. I ended up at custom. But yeah. anyways, like I said, it took a long time. But um, the the genitals was my favorite part. I um. <laughs> They I give had you depth there. For playing sure. as a female, I had three types of vulvas or mounds to choose from. And I believe I went genitals type C, <laughs> which is a nice shaven vagina for my character. So, um, I, but I, I, I do, I do keep her clothes on. I, yeah. I just took the clothes off to see. <laughs> I had to see when, when I saw that there was eight customizations for dicks and vaginas. I was like, okay, I got, I got to look at this. Yeah. I can't help it. It was pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean like (laughs) up to where I am in the game so far, like you don't, you don't, you've never like had a situation. Have you fucked yet then? Like, have you gotten naked or anything? No, not yet. Um, I know you can, but I just don't know like how far into the game. Cause it's like, you you get to choose your relationship pass with the specific characters too much. That's what I'm going to get into. Like, so this game definitely scratches itches I like scratch when it comes to gaming. I mean, it's 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 open, but as I told Nick, it might be it's it's open as fuck in yeah. terms of how you can approach main quests, side quests, anything. And this will probably give Nick a laugh, but dude, I am seven hours in. Yeah. And I have yet to complete the first main quest of getting the worm out of my eye. Oh, dude, you. I, I'll just like, give you like a heads that's up. how fucking random I am. Like just walking yeah. around, like oh, there's an icon over there. No, like dude, it gives me a new mission. I'm like oh fuck, I'm supposed to go get this thing out of my head. That's that is okay. Like I definitely like follow the missions that are under that. But I'm 40 hours in and I still don't have it out. That is like a like an overarching long uh, story. Okay, that that but, just would guide you. All right. Okay. Yeah. So like that that's literally like what drives you from like act to act to act. Um, or like that, from that, act one I, to two at least. So I think that's my problem with the game though, is it's, it's almost too open and not guided enough for someone that gets video game ADD like I do. Cause yeah. if I'm going one route towards an objective and I see something else, I'm going to veer for it. And, but in the back of my head, I'm like, well, I got to go back this way. I got to go back. And it ruins like the other things I'm running into. Like, Oh, I could open up this whole new quest, but in the back of my head, it's going complete, 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 complete. Um, (laughs) and I just, I I don't necessarily like the map. I don't like that. I can, I guess you can put markers to somewhere, but you don't get like a line in your HUD. I'm just a dope. I don't, 
I don't want a ton of exploration. I want yeah. to be able to go a lot of places, but I also want to be told, hey, to get to where you need to go, you need to go around this cliff, up that mountain, and over that tree. Then you'll yeah. get there. Because I hate fucking walking around. You're like, oh, well, fuck, I can't go there. There's a goddamn cliff face. Yeah. So now you got to walk around. It reminded me of, of Zelda's map a little bit where it's like, fuck off. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little bit more exploration. I will say about this, like the game, the way the game is designed is it expects you to miss things for, okay. for lack of a better term. Like okay. there's a ton. Cause like there's That'll stuff that me. like, that like are in your, like there's your quests for sure that are in your quest thing, but there are things that are like hidden in the areas that are like impossible to find. If you don't have a guide that like, they just expect you not to find unless you like look it up or unless you like are really insane. So my recommendation would be to focus on a few things. Focus on like your main quests, like your primary quests, and then your companion quests. Okay. Because those are going to be the things that really like drive your for your story forward. All of the other stuff, definitely like if it seems like something interesting to you, follow that up. But a lot of that you can go back and do. So like if once you progress past the area that you're in now into Act Two, you'll still be able to go back and do some of the things that. Uh, you missed in like the act one area. Cause like I did that. I was like, I was like pushing through in storylines and I was like, Oh, well I'll just do this later. And I'm like pretty, I'm like a decent way in act two. And I was like, Oh yeah, let me go back and do this quest from act one. And I went back and did the whole quest line from act one and it didn't cause an issue. So like, all right, you can, but that's how I would treat the game is like primary quests and companion quests are your are your main drivers and then if you find anything of interest that you really want to like follow the thread on do those but like don't feel like you have to do everything in an area because more than likely you can go back and do them so okay um, yeah well like I'll, I'll play with it for another week but if, if starfield's a fucking well two weeks i guess if starfield's a banger that's probably where i'll yeah. be for the the fall i'm hoping like i i, I want starfield to be what Skyrim was to me, what, what now, 12 years ago, I think. Oh, yeah, Skyrim, 2011. 2011. Yeah, 2011. That, that's the first time I ever played a, a Bethesda open world, the first time I ever played in the Skyrim franchise, and I'll never forget it. Just like the first time I played Fallout 3. Is it, it just unforgettable experiences? Like, oh, my God, Fallout 3 in particular. Like, I, I just... And that's even when I still worked in the corporate world. I remember, like, the whole Christmas break, I just all day long would be walking through the wasteland, listening to those old tunes, you know, hacking and slashing and whacking. He's <laughs> hacking and slashing and whacking. I just fucking love it. I'm hoping Bethesda kind of finds that magic in space, but you never know. It's been a while since they've really made a, even a fucking fallout game that I've enjoyed. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. I hope it's, but yeah. I, I mean, Baldur's Gate three, you're, you're not wrong. Like if you're into, the DND formula and you like open world and, and kind of that fantasy setting, you're going to dig this. It, it's almost, like I said, for me, it's almost too much. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I, should I be nice to this person? Should I not? I mean, you get so many options and dialogue. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. The amount of writing that probably went into this game. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's truly at this point for me, it's like, an incredible storytelling experience because you do have the freedom to like, essentially like, even if you are kind of following the standard path, like you get to forge your own story based off of how you treat interactions, how you, 
you know, handle conversations with certain people. Like it really gives you a freedom to like really make the story your own. And for those of you who like, who do like, like the D and D lore of it, like all of this is like in universe D and D lore. Like you can play this game and then go watch the D and D movie and they've referenced the same places and they, you know, have conversations about the same people in some instances as well. Like it is a truly like, you know, in-depth D&D type of game, even down to the combat. The combat is all turn-based dice rolls like D&D, you know? So, I mean, you don't roll dice Brutal dice rolls sometimes, Sometimes too. Sometimes like it I, is. It's like, fuck, man, I'm at, I'm at 65%. I should hit this fucker at least more than once in four shots. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, just bad bad rolls for sure. But, but it, I don't know. I, I, I dig it. I like that it, it works on the Steam Deck, albeit, I, I don't want to call it chunky, but I, I, I've kind of had the go online and, and look for recommendations at settings. Like I'm capping my frame rate at 30. Uh, I've turned off most of the, you know, the superlative shit that would really make the game pop on a rig. Um, outputting it through the dock, it gets even more Bankier. bootleg looking, but I don't know. It, it's nice to kind of take out there and, and, and play out on the deck. Be mad. Here's got a question for you. As he has identified, Matt just needs dicks, chicks, and an easy mode. <laughs> I'm definitely playing on easy. Don't worry, be mad. Uh, but for Nick there, his main question, Nick, is, is the combat rewarding enough? As somebody who plays D&D, yeah, I, I do think it is. Because I, th- I, th- I think the combat itself feels real to like when you're playing the tabletop game. It's very strategic, if, it is. especially if you're not on easy. Like I, after a while, I was like, you know what? I can, I'm already getting a little upset that these combats are taking longer than I want to. So explore mode it is. Yeah. I mean, it can definitely like the combat can take a, a, a bit longer, but it does feel rewarding because it feels like every battle feels like when you win it, you're like, man, I, I had to try yeah, I to mean, win. Nick, it, it's kind of like, it's it's kind of like it, the the turn based XComs of the world. Yes, that's the, yeah, kind of. That's like that. how the combat is to me. If you ever played an XCOM or the the, the what is it the, the Gears of War game, Gears Tactics, Tactics or something, yeah, yeah. it's kind of the same shit. To where you have limited movement, you have limited actions per turn. Uh, something that I wasn't aware of, and I know we don't use it enough in Scoundrels of the New Republic, but Nick, I never knew there. There's like an there's an action point per turn, but then there's like, what was the other one? The, the action, the, the orange and like bonus a sub action, action bonus, bonus action. action. Yeah. But bonus actions typically can't be an attack. It's usually to either hype yourself up for the next turn or buff yourself or heal. So on yeah, and so something forth. Like that. So like for your character in scoundrels of the new Republic for your Ewok, I could like rage or something. Your, your yeah. I could do berserk rage. Action. Okay. Your rage is your bonus. Action. So yeah, back to B mad. Like it's, it's not just clicking and, and finger crossing, like especially if you're playing on normal or harder. I would imagine you really have to plan every single action and sub action to ensure you win each battle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it is because you're always outnumbered, right? I mean, it's always like fucking eight to four or eight to three, depending on how many people you are picking up along the way. Yeah, especially like early in the game, there are a lot of. Um, there are a lot of like outnumbered fights, like to the point where I am now. I mean, like I've actually had a fight where I was severely, I was, it was like 15 to four or something like that. It was insane. 
and in situations like that is like, okay, what's your party composition look like? Like right now in my party, my main party that I run, and this may be a, a bit of a spoiler for Matt, but this would actually be a good spoiler for you to know is I run Carlac, who is the tiefling barbarian that you can pick up from somebody else's quest line. Those are like the, the, the Satan looking characters. Yeah. Right? The tieflings the are like the horned ones. So like, She's my tank, but I built her as like this crazy damage dealer. I have Gale, who is a wizard, big damage uh, there. And then I have my character, who's a druid, who's like a really versatile character, can do a lot of stuff in combat. Uh, like I can change into like animal shapes in combat and use those. And then I have Shadowheart as my healer. And like that, that crew of four, I feel pretty confident that I could win most fights with. Um, yeah, it's the other thing I don't like the the inventory system. I hate the inventory system is a little bit clunky. It's it's a fucking mess. Like it just you go to that screen and it is just nothing but shit and like half the stuff. You just send the wares and you got to wait till you find some asshole that has enough money to buy it from you. And it's like eh. yeah, I, I send a lot of stuff to camp because you have like that chest in your camp. So like I'll send like. I haven't even done the camp yet. Like if I go to menu and go, go to camp, how far does it remove me from where I'm at? Or is it like Diablo and I'll have a portal right back to where I was? Because when you go to camp to like do a long rest, which like the long rest is how you recuperate all your spell slots and all your health. I I think, I think I need to, because they keep bitching about being tired and shit. So (laughs) when you do, so it's not a bad thing to do that. Like that's also where you'll have opportunities to have like conversations with your companions. When you click, go to camp, you just set up camp where you're sitting or where okay. you're standing. All right. Well, see, and I then should quit being such a pussy and just hit the button because I've been holding like I'm on this adventure. I don't want to get ripped away from where I'm at because I finally found where I need to go and I don't want to yeah. go to camp. OK, good. Yeah. So, right. yeah, you can do well, that and like do your long rests and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, don't don't worry about uh, about that. You can go to camp as long as I you're will, not I in like, let, combat. <laughs> Our fans know and, and, and try to tie this back into Star Wars because so far they've missed the, the opening of the show and then the middle of the show has been DC and video games. So yeah. we, we will talk some Star Wars at some point. But I am I, um, once again, I'm I'm finding a hum, humanoid alien type of characters to be quite attractive. And we're looking at one right here. Uh, Nick, how do you say the green girls race, the Gishka or the Gishiel? Uh, the Githyanki, Gith yes. The Gith yeah, Yanky. so I, um, it, it seems I too am into Githyanki as, as like a sexual fantasy with yeah. the Twi'leks and, and the other ones, the Togrutas. Yeah. And as the tieflings, like the female tieflings with those fucking horns on their head, especially like the Thrawn blue ones. I don't know what it is with, with women with bright colored like greens and blue skin and orange if you will it just does something for me i i, I like this what's her name the fucking geesh grushkarushki uh lazel yeah lazel i like her because she's yeah. a fucking cunt like she's she just is. an she's, angry cunt she is very angry yeah for, for and sure. then this this white guy this dickhead this fucking half elf he's a little shithead uh, like he, he tried to pull a fast one on me and i'm like fuck you i rolled yeah. my dice and won like, eat <laughs> shit dick uh, hey, hey it's fine let, let, we'll, we'll move on like i said i know it's not sci-fi it's not star wars but if you do like fantasy the D system rolling dice 
you'll dig this. No doubt. I mean, just look, don't, don't trust us. We're not gamers anymore. I mean, I, th- this game is like trending nines plus everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a winner. No doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. All right Nick, it's before time we get into our, <laughs> not quite. Yeah, yet. I think we can. I'm, I'm getting there. I feel a little bit better than I did before we started. I, I had a feeling once I talked to Nick for a little bit, I might feel a bit better about the day, but I'm sure when we hang up, I'll go back to, oh, boo-hoo, I can't use my arm for six more weeks. How am I going to do my job? And how am I going to break down Ahsoka tonight? How about that? What do you think? Now, th- this came out on Friday, Nick. Mm-hmm. They made the announcement like, hey, after our successful fan premiere that, you know, fucking props got to go to, I got to check out his story. This motherfucker, like, I, we, we've got to get out to L.A. <laughs> for one of these events with him. Like, I mean, the dude is so connected now with Hollywood cool shit that it, it's undeniable. But he, but he got to go see the premiere we had another fan who went to see the premiere that I, they uh, recapped a non-spoilery for us, which I will talk about here in a little bit. But it sounded like everyone had fun at the fan premiere last Friday. So on Twitter, Friday afternoon, they're like, hey, hey, by the way, we're going to go ahead and release it a, a day early. 6P Pacific on the 22nd, which means 9P for myself, 8P for Nick. Um, sadly for a lot of you non-US folk, you're, you're still going to get it on the 23rd, just a bit earlier than, than usual. So why, why do you think they, they, they've done this before with Kenobi? I mean, if you really want to get down, if you get down to the business of things, it it has never made sense to release a new series at three in the morning for the East coast. Yeah. That's never made sense to me. Uh, it, it, it really didn't make sense when they moved it to fucking Wednesdays from Fridays, but it's never made sense. Like, Hey, we got this fucking blockbuster show. We just spent a hundred million dollars on let's release it in the middle of the night when everyone's sleeping. Yeah. So no one can start generating natural juice for us. Let's just, we'll leave it for the nut jobs on the Pacific coast that stay up till midnight and the East coasters that work for big magazines and have to cover it. But who cares about fan support? Who cares about, you know, natural fan praise and fan promotion? Let's release it in the dead of night. Um, so it make it, to me, it, it, they should always release new Star Wars, new Marvel in primetime. Because primetime tonight, East Coast, 9 o'clock, we're getting an Ahsoka movie. Yeah. You know, 90 minutes from 9 until almost 11. We're getting a fucking gift. And it's, it's like, well, okay, well, let's just make this the normal thing. Let's air all of our shit in prime time like a normal show would so people can start generating buzz that night so the people that were sleeping can get up and watch it. And, and we have this, this natural juice going throughout the socials. But what the fuck do we know, right? So Ahsoka is coming out tonight. I will be watching it, probably taking, this will be my note-taking version. I do not think I'm going to start breaking it down this evening because who cares i mean the 50 of you to watch my breakdowns you'll you'll still watch it tomorrow so um that's the plan that was some cool news but before we get to our predictions remember last week we did our wishes and wants now we're going to do our predictions uh, i got a little update i i want mr business to comment on here okay uh, and this came out yesterday tones actually dropped this in our discord thank you lord tones uh, but i i saw it. It, it it made some waves and i i think for reasons but Nick, Lucasfilm and Disney announced yesterday, and seemingly in a, a new decision for their streaming content, that they have decided to release a select few Marvel and Star Wars streaming shows 
for home theaters, you know, uh, Blu-ray, 4K UHD, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And they chose Loki, WandaVision, and then the first two seasons of The Mandalorian. So my question to you, Nick, is I, I know you're like me and like you go, I, I don't want any more diss in my life. And I get yeah. that. Uh, but older people like tones and, and people that like collecting shit, this gets them very excited. Business wise, do you think this is plan B in their efforts to try to recoup more money for their streaming shows? I think it's I don't know if it's plan B, but it's definitely part of plan A. Like, yeah, I mean, this is 100 percent. We need to get more money out of, you know, these shows. How do we do that? Sell the physical disc version of it. I don't know if this is heralding potentially removing these from Disney plus and then Ooh, only yeah. having them be available via, Ooh, you know, that'll purchase. be an itchy, that'll be an itchy scenario. If that ever comes to comes to fruition. Yeah. I doubt that that would happen because there's so like, that is the reason that you subscribe. Like the reason that you're subscribed to Disney plus, if you're not like a parent or, you know, like an adult with a child in, in the home is like for this content. So you can watch this content. Um, so I doubt that they would remove it, but having them available for purchase gives them the option to, if they want to, because then they can say like, well, it's available for purchase. You can watch them whenever you want. If you, if you buy the digital or physical vis- like disc versions of it. So, um, that's a possibility, but this is 100% to be like, okay, like, these shows have run their lifespan on Disney plus. Like it's very possible that they've seen like the number of streams go down for season one and season two of the Mandalorian because they've been out for a while now, especially season one's been out for quite a while. There's probably not a lot of people who are, you know, watching season one for the first time on Disney plus usually like the playthroughs that are happening now are probably rewatches. So, um, they, they can probably look at that data and say like, okay, these shows have kind of run their lifespan. So let's now put them out for, for physical purchase. And we have like a new life cycle for it that we can actually make some dollars off of. And, and for them, like production costs for DVDs is, is like nothing. So not an issue. What, what I don't get, and I, I guess I, I understand it based on the marketing cycle here, but, but they're sitting on the Mandalorian until almost Christmas time. So, I mean, outside of that, just being, hey, here's a quick, easy Christmas gift. You would think you'd want to lead with that over the Marvel shit. Yeah, I think that the star, I think that they feel, they probably feel like the Mandalorian ones are going to be more of the collector's item. And there's more. Right. I feel like they, they also know that while the Star Wars audience is smaller than the Marvel audience, there is more fanaticism within the Star Wars audience that will lead people to buy. And they're yeah. probably like, OK, then this is, the, you know, like this is the perfect time to release it. Holiday season, holiday. You're always like also like if you release during holiday, you can expect a very high upfront like. At, you know, yeah, like, hey, stocking stuffer, get it for young Nick jamming season one, two in that sock and that type yeah. of stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? So, so. I think that's yeah, I mean, Bat, Batsy asking who buys physical media, and that's a, a good question. But I, I think Nick just hit it. You know us, right? Us Star Wars fans. A lot of us are unstable when it comes to how we want to honor the franchise. And by that, I mean how much money we spend on inanimate objects 
to, you know, kind of worship them, to remind ourselves why we love this franchise. So like Nick said, I, the, the fanaticism alone will probably generate a decent dollar figure. Yeah. It'll it'll pull a, a decent number of of purchases just right and up and and listen I mean I don't want to I don't want to get on tones but he's the one that shared it and he's pumped he's like listen I still like physical and and tones is in an older generation you know he's in his fifties and and I could definitely see that with with older people not wanting to you know familiar is familiar so I I don't think it, 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 these sales would generate as much as they did if it released you know in twenty ten. Yeah, they they would have blown the fuck up. I mean, millions and millions. But I do think from the collector aspect alone, that FOMO of I got to get the steel book might have a picture in there that I haven't seen before. Or if it's a limited edition, I got to get it. It's going to be worth X amount of dollars in 50 years. You're, you're going to have sales like that. And the the obvious holiday bump will yeah. uh, kick in, too. Yeah. So uh, pure. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, definitely like recoup money or like another revenue stream for these shows. And, and like, honestly expect this for other shows as well. Like expect this to happen for other Marvel and star Wars shows moving forward. I doubt that this is going to be the only time that they do it. The only reason that they would stop or not do another release <laughs> they, of these. If they have to go bury them in the New Mexico yeah, desert next exactly. to the Funkos like, and ET. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and I, I don't expect that sales will be too bad on them, but yeah, See, I mean, it is interesting. Like the shows they they pick, they're clearly their their tent poles. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they didn't they didn't fuck with much else. They they went with the early ones before the saturation kicked in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially on the Marvel side. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, can, I, I can't think of another. I mean, Loki really is the the standout Marvel show at this point. I am looking forward to that. Yeah, Loki was good. I liked WandaVision a little bit better, but only because I liked it was so Scarlet different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was so different the way they handled just telling it through the eras of of television. Yeah. So but I really, thought, I mean any any show after that's been okay but forgettable at best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean nothing's I been mean, Secret Invasion just fucking pittered out sadly. I, I I was digging it and then they just fast forward that motherfucker. They they really need to stop making shows. Like they need to stop making specifically for Marvel. Well, yeah, you're right because Marvel still pumps out two or three movies a year, yeah. and they're they're still doing a bunch of shows. Where Star Wars zero movies and maybe one or two shows. That's why I, when 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 that article came out, I, I still think Bob was mostly talking about Marvel being kind of the the gluttonous shit. Yeah, and, um, and like Marvel's just gotten to a point now to where it's like you have to. Be, the only people who can follow it are crazy hardcore fans because there's too many things that that interweave into shows, back into movies, back into different shows, back into this movie. Like there's too many things that you need to watch in order to keep up with just the basic of where this universe is sitting that like. There, nobody in their right mind would sit there and keep up with all of it. Like it's oh, just, yeah, I mean, much. secret invasion alone. Like if you just came in that cold, you'd be doing a lot of, huh? What? Who? He, how do so you like, know him? How do you know her? Why you like each other? <laughs> You're right. Like, I mean, like there's a lot of homework involved these days to get into the MCU. Yeah. And like their, their formula for phases one through three pre Disney plus releases, like, Hey, big tentpole movies coming out all interconnected together um, and then the big showdown. And then from, from end game on, they were like, we're going to make 50 TV shows and we're going to have 
all the like the same number of movies coming out and they're all tied together and it and it's just become like this miasma of of drivel that like oh, it's so hard nick, to nick follow. was reading the fucking dictionary this weekend yeah, or at least like, a thesaurus i mean my god yeah it's just a miasma it's, of it's, captain phasmas <laughs> it's bad marvel has become bad at this point and marvel they, bad star wars okay yeah star wars better dc trash can <laughs> um <laughs> So, oh man! Yeah, I, what I do. Movies think, coming out this week. Gran Turismo. How about that? that I saw that the, movie's finally hitting theaters. Yeah, I saw the preview for that, and I was like, "This is so." It was such a weird preview because they were like interviewing yes. people in the preview. Like, I guess they did like early screeners for it, and like they were interviewing people from it, and they were like based on a true story. I was like, "What fucking true story?" Yeah, man. And, and I think isn't it Neil Blomkamp? It might be. Isn't he involved somewhere? I mean, he's just based on District 9 alone. He's one of my favorite creators of all time. He's definitely a good director. Yeah, I mean, he is the director of it. Okay, so, I mean, I almost want to go see it, even though I know it's the franchise. It's it's based on the fucking video game. Yeah, and that's what has me saying, like, how is this based on a true story? Like, they Mm -hmm. keep saying, they said it like three times in the trailer, based on a true story, based on a true story. I was like, what true story? Yeah, what's his name's in it? Fucking, uh, damn it. David Harbour and yeah, Orlando Harbor. Bloom is in it. So. I don't know. Yeah. I might go. Because it's it's looking like we're going to have to cancel Scoundrels this week. Uh, so I might might head out tomorrow night and catch the early yeah, go, of Turismo. Yeah, go check it out and tell me how it is. Because I'm, right. I'm confused as to what this movie is. Yeah, and we'll see if it makes it to DVD like The Mandalorian. So, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, the... They look nice. The steelbooks look cool. But again, who's got the space for this shit, especially if you're a collector asshole like myself? Okay, here's Um, the true story. It's inspired by the real story of Jan Mardenborough, who is a character in the movie, who uh, was a Gran Turismo player who became a professional race car driver. So, interesting. shit. Okay. Did not know So, yeah, it is rooted in the video game and reality. How about that? Who the fuck knew? Yeah, crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, yeah, Bat Bat came in a little late. Thank you, Bat, for doing the research, but Nick is quicker. Yeah. <laughs> He's better. Got on top of it. But yeah, so uh, keep your eyes up for those physical disc versions of this Marvel. And, and, uh, those yeah, you Marvel can actually, pre-orders coming up on August 28th, Loki releasing first September 26th, then WandaVision Thanksgiving, and then uh, Mando season one and two hitting both on December 12th. So have fun spending yo money. Oh, there she is, our lady in orange. <gasps> Looks so yummy. Oh, Rosario. Hey, it's Ahsoka time, my friends. Like we said, we got the show dropping the first two episodes in a few hours here. All right, it's it's six o'clock on the east. Three hours ago before I'll be settling in ever so gingerly on my couch so I don't hurt my stupid-ass arm and back to watch the debut of Star Wars Rebels in live action. And as promised last week, we gave you our wishes and wants, so things as fans we really wish to happen. And now this week, we're going to lay down some predictions. I'm not going to lie. I I think just because of where my mind was at this morning, I didn't do good. My predictions are pretty fucking basic and boring and shitty. Uh, I'm not too pleased with myself, but we're here. We've got to commit to the segment, so we're going to do it. 
But I, I am trying to get more excited to to watch the show later. I just, as I said earlier, when when Nick and I did our our show between shows, I'm uh, I'm struggling mentally to really give a fuck about anything right now, and uh, that includes Star Wars time, that includes Ahsoka, that includes producing content for Star Wars time. I'm just, uh, it's it's kind of been all summer, but now with the arm, it's really come to the the forefront. Just like. Is this really what I want to keep doing? So we'll see. <laughs> we will see. The show, more than likely, uh, producing long-form YouTube content that 50 people watch, I, I may be getting even closer to finally being able to turn that part of my, my FOMO off and just moving on with life. So, uh, And this might do it. So let's keep our fingers crossed, but I have a feeling you'll still see some Ahsoka videos at some point tomorrow, because I'm a goon, and I still am on vacation, but moving forward, who the fuck knows, like I, like I said, I just, it's, it's rough, rough going with one arm, rough going when you put in the effort that you do, you, you have your IG ripped from you, and then you, you just engagement across the board is piss, it's like, what's the point, we, we've kind of, we've put ourselves out there, the internet has reacted, and we are who we are, and I just need to give up that dream that, you know, making one additional video is going to finally be the, this, 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 um, switch getting flipped. It just, it ain't going to happen. So we're we'll too see. old to be popular on the internet. You realize yeah, that, yeah, right? It, it like, really is, man. Like I, I just got to take my medicine and realize like, Hey, I'm just, I'm not what people desire. We have when it comes uh, to to Star Wars to Star Wars stuff. So. We have like a loyal following. We have yeah, people who listen to us week over week. That's that's you know it's we have fun when we do the show, and that's enough for me. I don't. Yeah, I don't and, and that, that's what it is. I'm with you, and I want to get to that mental state. But I, I, I'll even feel bad like letting down the bats and the tones of the world without my breakdowns. And that, that's how weird I am. And it, it's a it's a form of narcissism if you really want to break it down. It's like. Well, my God, how could I deprive these people of my glorious excellency? You know, it's like, you know, wake up, asshole. You're not that great. Okay. People don't give a fuck. You've put in 13 years of effort on the internet to try to niche something out and it just has not happened. So fucking wake up, smell the coffee and get over yourself. And I think I might be there. So if you see the... The content kind of drop off on YouTube. Try not to give me a hard time because there is a reason for it. It's just like, how many times am I going to push the fucking boulder up the hill? You know what I mean? To just have it come roll down and flatten me. So (laughs) here we go. I I dig the comic stuff too, Bat, but even those don't get any fucking looks anymore. It's just like, it's all fucking dead. Yeah, it's like, it's It's it's, all dead. It's also just a bad time for Star Wars. I'm just going to be honest like we no, can it, all- it, listen we we know the secret like i know how i can get more viral views i just need to turn into a scumbag and fucking hate star wars and say star wars is ruined and this is they ruined it this girl ruined it this girl ruined it this person of color ruined it and then hey we'd be in fucking business but that's not us either so yeah all I right mean- appreciate you bat i i get you I, I know it's okay i know you're gonna miss the content i just it's something i'm gonna have to physically break free from it's very hard for me to do because it, it'll feel like I'm quitting and I don't quit. All right. Anyways, here we go. Predictions. And as I said, I, I don't know. I feel like some of these are kind of lame, very basic, but you never know where Nick and I will go once we discuss them right here on the SWTS. 
So, I mean, last week I had a much more poignant wish for this, but my prediction now, little less, little less detailed so it can hit, but I'm predicting Clone Wars era flashback with Anakin at minimum. So, so we're going to see a young Snips, General Skywalker, he's going to have the long hair, he's going to have the scar, and it's going to be... Kind of one of their, I think it's going to be one of their more jovial memories. I, I think it's going to be a, a positive memory of Ahsoka. Yeah. So that, that's, there's a prediction for you, Nick. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of opportunity for that. I, I definitely wouldn't expect it to be like one of the darker moments in their, in their relationship unless it was, like I mentioned last week, a flashback of that moment right before the Siege of Mandalore in, in, in Clone Wars Season 7. Which would be like, you know, not necessarily like a a super dark moment, but not all, you know, also not not one of the most, uh, you know, jovial moments between those two. At that point, Ahsoka had already exiled herself from the Jedi and, you know, everything else. So it was it was a little bit harder than that. But I could definitely like I, I definitely expect to see some sort of flashback with like, you know, a young Snips, maybe like a younger Snips and like a more cocky Anakin during the Clone Wars um, and and those two kind of like doing their their little master apprentice thing. So, yeah, I think that's a good call out for sure. Yeah, I just I just I feel like for the casuals, you have to establish the their bond and that it was it was good for a time until, you know, he went off the reservation. So that that's why I would like a more lighthearted type of of look back. Uh, I'm not going to get into this. Uh, this is what I was talking about last week with Bestman Bolton. I can confirm there is going to be a prequels era flashback. That's all I'm going to say. And it's going to be pretty fucking wild if it plays out as explained. But that's not the one I'm predicting because I, I know that's going to happen. I, I, am, I am predicting a more lighthearted Clone Wars era flashback. Young Snips, General Skywalker... And we may even find that they did hire a young actress to play Snips. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll extend it into that. How's that? Oh, look at that. Look at that. Little Disinferno. Tease. Ahsoka will be peak. I hope so. That's right. Actually, I got to find the, the little summary. Go ahead, Nick. Take the next one. Yeah. All right. So next up in the special topics uh, or our wants and predictions for Ahsoka is Force Ghost Anakin and Ahsoka chat. Yeah, I think that one... That one's almost like a take it to the bank kind of thing for me. And if it's not in there, it would be kind of upsetting. Um, we've, you know, we've obviously established Anakin's character as a force ghost at the end of ROTJ, but I don't believe we've ever seen him in full force. I mean, we haven't seen him in full force ghost form since then. And this is the best time to bring it back. Um, there is so many, I mean, like, I, I think I mentioned last week, I think it would be interesting even if they did one, like, as soon as, you know, early in the season, maybe even kind of like picking up from the Corvus location where they, uh, where Ahsoka first met up with uh, Din and Grogu and like maybe, or Anakin pops in right after they leave. You know, if they've already established some sort of relationship through the Force Ghost Bond, then maybe he has a chat with her right after that. Or if we're going to treat this as like, this is the first time Anakin is approaching her as a force ghost, then, you know, perhaps it comes later at a more pivotal yeah, point. You know, in the series. We, 
we touched on this a bit last week, Nick, and I'm 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 still I, I'm I'm feeling it's going to be more similar to the Qui Gon Kenobi ghost relationship in the Kenobi series, where Anakin as a Force ghost is not going to reveal himself until she's gone through all the trials and tribulations and. I'm not saying she's going to come out on top, but is going to come out in a in a uh, in a scenario where she may need a little bit of a a pep talk, you know, yeah. and and that could be the reach out. Very similar to where Qui Gon at the end more or less said, "Hey, buddy, I've been here all along. You just haven't been looking or or, or seeing me, or you know, open to the idea of it." So, I'm 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 thinking this Force Ghost Anakin, which means he's good, back to the light. Yep, and Ahsoka yep. will be saved for the end. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 it could happen that way too, for sure. And like, it would, it would make the most sense that there had that they haven't like established that relationship yet, because like, if you jump in and it's like, oh, they're they're talking like they've talked like this before, then there's like a lot of filling the gaps in. It's like, well, how yeah. long have they been talking? Like, what? When did he start feeling comfortable enough to to reach out to her? Right. Has he no, reached I, out to I anybody else? To be, you know, I want this to be their their first connection as yeah. light side Anakin, and it should be at the end because it's it's gonna have to be in a moment where she's either feeling really down, like she fucked up, or where she went through a ton of shit and just needs that that final like, hey. Hey, you're, you're okay. you've got this. Yeah. I've trained you for this. You you've exceeded what I would have become. You can do that, that type of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's probably the best option for how to get this done. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, uh, Filoni and yeah, Filoni's probably got his own ideas of how this should go. So we'll see. All right. what uh, this one, I'm going to I'm going to go to Disinferno real quick because I actually I thought I wrote this one down, but I did not. Uh, but Disinferno's asking, do you think we will see Ahsoka the White? And that was going to be one of my predictions. Uh, I, I think I actually was one of my wants last week. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I do hope by the end, and maybe this is when Anakin comes, she has transitioned into the White. Uh, robe, staff, all that shit. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying it's going to be an epilogue, but I would like to see that, that transition Disinferno for sure. That, that, that is a prediction. Yeah. And he's also saying earlier review says there's no setup for casuals. I mean, I've already mm-hmm. talked about my thoughts on that. I think it's a bad decision, but you know, well, again, <laughs> it, like, like we've guessed. And, and I, I, like I said, I, I have a recap from a fan that is spoiler free. I vetted it. I, I feel very comfortable reading through it when we're ready for that, but it, it does sound like episodes one and two are the trailers. So they were like pretty much everything in the trailers is episode one and two outside of maybe one scene. So who knows? Like it sounds like one and two is like, all. let's kind of get things set up. And when two ends, you're like, okay, I, I see where the main, main arc is going now. Um, I like this too from bat. Let's get a little over under here on choppers body count. Uh, We did get a clip. I did not watch it. Uh, it's the uh, from the trailer where you see Chopper and the Phantom with hair and they they seem to be escaping and shooting at the same time. So what do you think Uh, over under on Chopper's body count? We know he's one of the most murderous droids that is on the good team. You know, he's not like a BT or triple zero. He's not that crazy. Yeah. But I guarantee you he has BT and triple zero posters in his room. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that his body count. I would say. 
man, let's do it over under here. Just for well, those of bat, you. bat set the over under at 66. So. Oh, I think that's, <laughs> I think under, I think under <laughs> 66. I was going to say something probably like the only way that I see him getting to 66 is if, it, is if he causes a big like takes explosion. takes out a, like a star destroyer. <laughs> yeah, like if like he somehow bumble fucks uh, his way into like causing a huge explosion somewhere that kills a bunch of people. But if we're talking about like he incidental. He drops a tactical nuke on Naboo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 10 to 12. I'll okay. say that. Yeah. So you're taking the under on 66. I think yeah. the, the casino of bat is going to go broke on this one. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I, I like 10. I like 10. I like a nice, nice 10. Yeah, I okay. think 10. Right, I think go. 10 would be appropriate. And I think it it also wouldn't feel like, oh, geez, like Chopper just fucking really went off and killed a bunch of people. I feel like that would be the appropriate number for it. And Bat's saying she was the white, and and he's right, but Dave has also said that that epilogue's timeline is a little fluid at this point in time. So who the fuck knows what's what, because I'm, I'm with you there. She was technically the white, and it seemed like it would have been during the Mandoverse timeline, but hey, that's the beauty of, of animation and live action when there's a, a few years in between. You just kind of pretend, right? So, Okay. Moving on here, in this one, dude, I have flip-flopped all over the place. You know I've been naming one character to be the reveal. Yeah. But now I'm, I've let the internet almost influence me into this prediction. But I'm going to run with it because, you know, you can't be glorious if you play it safe all the time. And I'm going with Merrick the Inquisitor is, is going to be a, a version of Starkiller. Fuck it. I've, I've, I finally, like looked at enough dumb shit on the internet to go, you know what? Why the fuck not? And, and one of the last things it was in our discord, by the way, if you want to join our discord, we got an open link in Instagram hit star Wars time. show and check out the bio link there. But you, we, we piss around in there throughout the week. Um, but it, it was, it was an interview with Whitwer Nick. And I don't know how old it was, but he's like, yeah, when I, when I talked to Dave during rebels about, star killer dave was like yeah well who knows maybe he would have been an inquisitor in the in this canon or whatnot um so knowing dave and and i kind of caught on to this last week when they were making a big deal about the whole master and apprentice thing in the ahsoka series all right you know uh, anakin ahsoka master apprentice balin shin master and apprentice um sabine ahsoka master and apprentice yeah um it's just like if you really want to get crazy and fucking really tweak the nipples of hardcore fans, it would be wild to also showcase what that happened be, to Vader's dark side apprentice. You know, that would be the opposite of tweaking my nipples. I would truly hate it. But if it happens, it happens. Well, I mean, do you see any narrative potential in showing how Vader in the light created an Ahsoka and then the dark he created a star killer? No. Okay. I, 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 I. I think that there's way more narrative opportunity to continue threads than to start threads that you're going to assuredly just kill in this show anyway. Like, cause what are you going to do with them? Like, okay, you have star killer for what eight episodes and then you kill him. Like, what's the point? Like, Hey, there are, I, I, way- I'm with you, dude, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I still want it to be bears. That was my wish, but my prediction, I just, I don't know. I, 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 the, the name, 
Dave being on record, like saying these things, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, this is my, my diciest of predictions Uh, and I'm fine being made fun of. I still think narratively bearish makes the most fucking sense, but we've all agreed here on this dumb show that Star Wars, even under Dave narratively, a lot of times doesn't make sense. I know. They don't, they don't go for the shit that just would be like fan la la. They just don't do it. I like just if you want to make him somebody that like is, you know, wh- whatever, like, I don't know if he's doing it purely just to bring Sam Whitworth back and be like, look at this cool character who's now canon again and was legends. Fine, do it. But it, like I said, at this point, I think there's just there's so many open threads that they don't know what to do with that. Like they just decide to kill them. And I think that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um, star no, killer. These, these are is, just our predictions. These aren't, these yeah. aren't guaranteed. So no, yeah. I, I wouldn't get too upset, but I, I don't know. And, and you know me, I was, I was the first one to be like, this is stupid. Yeah. And, I, and I, 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 I agree. Narratively, you do not get the same payoff, the same fucking punch that you would if it's someone from her past. Because here's what happens if it's star killer. All of the story that we know of star killer is not Canon. It's not Correct. anymore. So what do you, do you just recanonize it? Does, does Dave Filoni come out and say after the show, like, well, will Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed 2 are now canon? Or does he say only Force Unleashed 1 is canon, <laughs> Force Unleashed 2 is not canon because people hated it? Like, how does no, he- I, w- I would think it would be treated like all the other stuff where that would remain legends and then this is the canon version yeah, of like, Starkiller. So yeah, I mean, I just don't see the value in it other than like, Again, like a subset of fans. And I think that that's like, it's just not the right move to make. Like you're already speak. The show is already speaking to one subset of fans. So like keep it consistent in terms of that and like go with something that that subset of fans that you've built this show for will appreciate because there's no guarantee that people who watched Clone Wars or Rebels would know anything about Starkiller if they don't Fuck play no, video they games. Wouldn't. I mean, like, dude, you're, you're, you're nailing it. Like, there's no doubt about it. But as I've said, in Mando, Book of Boba Fett, we've all have seen, like, what the story could be, and we see what they do. So yeah. a lot of, there's been a lot of times where it's like, hey, why just connect the fucking dots, people, and they, they, they want to go on an alternate path here. Yeah. So, I mean, um... I don't, I don't I, I'm not, I'm not, again, this isn't our want, this isn't our wish, this is a prediction, and I'm just going on past Star Wars and not following through on dot connecting when it makes sense. Um, I mean, th- you and I could write The Mandalorian and do just as good, if not better, than Dave and John, because we stick to the fandom, we understand the old arcs that could still be paid off on, but for whatever reason, they, they sometimes choose to make a different choice. Yeah, and it's, it's never the it's, choice that fans make. So that's why I, I'm cautioning everyone here, and I'm on your side. <laughs> Star Killer's Merrick is fucking dumb as shit, but they've done it. They've yeah. done some dumb shit in Mando vs. Star Wars when they could have plucked from Legends or plucked from Clone Wars, plucked from Rebels. Yeah, they for whatever reason don't make that choice, and I'm I'm I'll I'll die on this this fucking hill. But Merrick should be Barris. Or if anything, Dark Ezra. That's yeah. makes the most narrative sense for Ahsoka. The only way that I will accept that it's Star Killer is if it is Ezra and he's just goes by Star Killer now. 
Like okay. if you want to do that, some yes, shit I'll like that, that where it's because like, that would pay off on it would be a good story and it would pay off on my prediction. So I could sit here and King Kong myself in, in October and, and talk about how fucking cool I am. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I'm down. Good. Maybe, there you go. Maybe that's the it. angle that they take. I'll fucking take it, dude. <laughs> I'll oh, take man. it. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. This next one here, I think this is almost a take it to the bank just based off of some stuff we said. Or, or seen in the trailers, but Sabine will showcase the force. So this was, uh, this was a good one from you. And, you know, given what we've seen in the trailers, like her trying that force push out of nowhere against Shen, like a new Jedi will rise. I mean, yeah. remember last week we we're talking about is Ahsoka going to call herself a Jedi again? Or are we talking about Sabine becoming one who the fuck knows? So yeah, I, I think one of the big moments here and it probably will be late in the season, will be Sabine finally making that connection to her midichlorians. Yeah. And getting her little force juicers going in her DNA, and she's going to show us that, yes, through her tutelage, starting with Kanan in the Darksaber. Uh, oh, my God. Going to Ahsoka, she has learned the ways of the force. Yeah, I mean, I think that that one is definitely a, a path that they should go down. They've already teased it a little bit. They teased it a little bit, even in, in Rebels. Um, so, like, paying off on that thread would be a really great way to continue Sabine's story. And she um, needs to remain unaligned Force user. Yeah, I mean, at this she point... She can't go work with Luke or any of that stupid shit. She's, yeah. she's a Mando Force user, just like Grogu before her. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully stick to that, like, archetype of character, new character archetype they've built out. And I think it would be great if it was, if it did happen in kind of like a moment of need. If, you know, I think back to, you know, other situations like with uh, Ray and TFA in the forest, you know, after Finn gets cut down by Kylo, you know, Saber sitting there in the snow and pulls it over to herself. I mean... That moment to me is still one of my favorite Star Wars moments yeah, in fucking, recent memory. It, it gets, gets me all emotional still. I mean, yeah. the, 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 you got the Skywalker theme picks up and you're like, uh, 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 and she's got it and you're like, yeah. And then she becomes a Palpatine and ruins all that shit. So who fucking yeah. cares? So, <laughs> who fucking cares in the oh, end? Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, in a moment of need, her her powers or her her connection to the Force will show will, will show itself. And, you know, based off of how this show's been presented to us, it seems like there's going to be a lot of instances of fighting, a lot of instances of, like, peril for these characters. So... Probably towards the end, we'll, we might get to see her finally have that 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 moment of force brilliance pop out. So, Yeah, I mean, Bat, Bat's asking a good question here. And again, Bat, I, I don't know. I don't understand if it's the marketing team that does this to Dave or if Dave greenlights this shit. But Bat's saying, if Ahsoka is no Jedi, she's Sabine's master. How can Sabine be a Jedi? Wouldn't they just be forced users? I don't know. It's a great question. Yeah. It's just... All I can tell you on last year or last week's trailer, a new Jedi will rise. So yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going off of. And and the thing uh, is, is like she's already been like she went to Luke's training grounds. Like it's not like she and, is, and maybe it is Ahsoka. Maybe Ahsoka after all this talking to Anakin, finally is like, you know what? I'm a Jedi after all, and there you go. Okay, yeah. I mean, maybe she helps. Like we don't 
we know that there were people helping Luke with his academy when it was taken down by Kylo. There had to be because he had already, he already had students that had graduated and were like out in the the galaxy, as far as I know, that were like knighted. And so there had to be somebody else there with him. Maybe it was Ahsoka. Maybe Ahsoka was killed by Kylo and, and that whole fucking kerfuffle or whatever. Like, it's I mean, still, she does show up to to help Ray and Tross. And yeah, if so, you're just an unaligned force user, why would you do that? So maybe it is Ahsoka. Who the fuck knows? But all I can tell you, blame it on marketing. Yeah, because the term like they they can't get away from the term Jedi, nor do I think that they need to get away from the term Jedi. But what I what they need to do is stop fucking around with like this is a like if they're a Jedi, just say they're a Jedi or like just like. Be more yeah, dude, clear so with dumb. like the clarifications of what people are, because at this point it's like, well, Grogu's not a Jedi, but he's the force user Mandalorian person that may end up getting a lightsaber at some point. Ahsoka's not a Jedi, but she was training to be a Jedi. She was a Padawan and then she decided not to become a Jedi, but she'll become a Jedi again. Like, I think that the, the will they, won't they with the Jedi stuff is starting to get a little I mean, bro, bit weird. Ray literally ends the movie saying, I am all the, the jedi. jedi yeah <laughs> so, okay but i just in, in in my video game swago she's an unaligned force user like white robe ray is still considered unaligned just like supreme leader kylo is still considered unaligned even ben solo in the game is considered unaligned so it, it, what are you guys are you fucking yeah. jedi or not like it it's like they're they're so fearful of using the term Jedi because of how how faily they were in the prequel era and how fucking weird they were with relationships. It's like, well, we can't we can't be Jedi anymore because Jedi failed. Yeah, but we're still Jedi because we're not Sith. I just, unaligned force user just sounds fucking stupid, and it's like it's something made for a role playing game, which it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they if they're gonna have like. If they're if they really are gonna have like just a lot of unaligned force users, force sensitives out there that are just like no longer trying to strive for a path of Jedi or Sith or whatever, then we need to just like be more open about that in storytelling and how it's presented to audiences because right now it, there is a lot of confusion around like yeah it, 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 especially with the what? sequel stuff what a big deal yeah. i mean the sequel trilogy fucked a lot of stuff up big surprise it's just like i mean luke himself in the last jedi the movie called the last jedi it tells his nephew i am not the last jedi yeah so, <laughs> it's confusing i mean ray's next movie is about rebuilding the, the jedi, jedi order, order. and yeah. she's apparently not a jedi yeah i it's it's just a verbiage thing. And like, I don't know if they've like, obviously like verbiage is typically handled in like, you know, meetings with, you know, nerds and, you know, Filoni in there, like with, with all of the writers figuring out verbiage. And I just don't think that they've actually taken time to sit down and meet that out yet. So I mean, it's a great word. We've said it so much on this show that it's, it's gotten into my brain to where I just want to keep saying it because now it just sounds weird. Like Jedi, 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 Jedi. I want my name to be Jedi, <laughs> right? Yeah. You call me Jed for short, Jedi, Matt. I mean, that is my, my That's email your, handle, so why it? not? <laughs> yeah. Who, who the fuck knows bad, but I, 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 
my prediction was Sabine's going to showcase the Force, not full Jedi. I've almost talked myself into when Ahsoka takes the white, she will become a Jedi once again. There you go. She'll, she'll be the new Jedi. From a certain point of view. Something Paragon, yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Um, these were wishes, but now making them predictions. Uh, first being a Princess Leia name drop. I think that's important. I think it has to take place on the bridge uh, of that new Republic cruiser we've seen where you got Mons there, Hera's there, potentially Ahsoka petitioning the new Republic for help. Uh, I, I don't necessarily even want a, a hollow of Leia. Let, let Carrie rest in peace. But I, I would like a I would like her name being mentioned in that meeting or at least after that meeting where the rebels are like, what the fuck, man? Leia would Leia would go for this. I know the general would go for this. I know General Skywalker would be down. Something like that. Or yeah. the meeting with Mon Mothma would be like, yeah, you, you're all starting to sound like, you know, Senator Skywalker now. And you, you're almost warmongering and we can't go down that path. I want Leia I want Leia's name to be used in a way to where we can see that she's already kind of grown discontent with the New Republic and, and how they want to manage their war machine. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that, that definitely like I, makes I don't sense. just want, oh, Princess Leia. I want it to be in a scene where her name is being thrown around as like, Meaning. either Leia would sanction this if we went to her or hearing Mon and the other leaders saying, listen, we can't go down what the senator wants to start doing. We can't build back up our army. We can't start sending fleets to these systems to investigate out of fear of starting another war. Like, that's how I want her name to be brought up. Yeah, no, I think that would make the most sense, too. Because um, obviously, once the the threat presents itself, then there needs to be conversations that happen about you know militarization getting forces ready and i think that that conversation would be the perfect place for it to happen so yeah i mean i, yeah, I mean and, if it, it, go ahead i'm, I'm no, I was gonna say, getting like, excited <laughs> this was just like this is the the prime time for like leia's resurgence into the galaxy too like yes. we know that this is when she starts to get involved again unfortunately like with carrie gone there's no way for us to like you know to really have a, a large presence for Leia in the show. Well, they, they, they would be doing the same thing they're doing with Hamill anyways. And yeah. they just ticky tack some young actress in there and fucking use AI to create the voice and face. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, but I do think that the method that you, that you mentioned is probably, yeah, it, 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 it can't just be some throwaway bullshit. Like, Oh, here's a plaque commemorating general Leia's, win at the battle of Endor. Like I, I want her name to be involved in a conversation with meat. Like, as I said, either the rebels going, damn it, Leia would fucking Leia knows what's up. Leia would let us do this. Or the new Republic leadership being like, no, we can't have you doing what Senator Skywalker. I don't, maybe she is still a Senator at this point. Who knows? I don't know if she goes back to being general until she forms a resistance. But if you think about it, how could Leia not be brought up? I mean, she is one of the ultimate heroes of the rebellion. I mean, she's, if you read these comics, dude, I mean, Leia is everything. She's the glue yeah. that holds the Alliance together in between getting their teeth kicked in an empire and their ultimate victory in Jedi. Leia is the shit. Like she is the number one. Admiral yeah. Akbar reports to her. Everything funnels through fucking princess Leia. Where when you watch Return of the Jedi, you you don't you don't think that you don't know that you don't know any better, and that probably wasn't in George's mind. But with the you know benefit of hindsight and time and comics, 
I've now learned that that, that Leia has, and we kind of got it in Kenobi and in a bit in Star Wars Rebels, but Leia has been heavily involved in rebellion since her fucking birth almost. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, and she should get way more credit than her brother. I mean, he, all he did was the two big things. He blew up a fucking Death Star and he helped, you know, Palpatine die. I mean, yeah, yeah. huge fucking things. But without Leia's leadership early on to kind of guide the Rebel Alliance into what it became, you know, fuck Luthen in them. Okay, he, yeah. he kind of... He, yeah, sure, he did a lot, but it was ultimately Leia is the one that kind of took the ball once it was all gathered and fucking ran with it and slam dunked it in Palpatine's face. Yeah, I mean, Leia was, you know, like Luthen was the one who kind of like opened up the the doors to rebellion and then Leia is the one that's kind of run it since his time has, has passed. I oh, mean, you, you know for a fact in the Andor season one timeline, Leia is actively involved in a cell like yeah, she, she may even be on the council that luthan referenced uh i mean she to me is is maybe not as instrumental in bringing all the cells together but she is definitely the one that once they were assembled fucking ran with it and and was able to take that ragtag group of freedom fighters uh, into battle against the imperials and take them down over oh, three yeah. films yeah definitely I mean, she she was playing a role then. She continued to play a role like during this period, too. So, yeah, for sure. All right. And then the next one is a Luke name drop. And again, it has to have significance, Nick. So I would want Luke's name to me, like the best delivery would be in the conversation with Force Ghost Anakin and Grown Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, Just kind of referencing Anakin's son and what he has accomplished and what he's doing and just hearing Anakin talk about Luke, right? We've never heard that outside no, of, never. you know, the hey, last Luke, take off my, you know, mask so I can see you with my own eyes. And, and that's about it. He's like, you were right. You were right. And I, I would like to hear Anakin speak about his son and what his son accomplished and what his son did for him in a conversation to Ahsoka. I just, I think it would be fucking brilliant. It, it would be, I would probably cry. I would cheer. I would smile. It would just, it would be epic. And, and that's where I want it delivered. I, Luke's name should only be spoken by either Ahsoka or his dad. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think that the opportunity is there. I think that on Anakin's side, there will be a lot of hesitancy for him to like even attempt to reach out to Luke just because of the history that they have. And yeah, he probably feels horrible. Like, I, yeah. I mean, even though yeah. Luke kind of... Let him know all along, like, hey, dad, even though you're trying to kill me in this battle on the fucking Death Star, I still love you. I know you're in there. So, yeah, I mean, Anakin probably is still dealing with, you know, a little bit of trauma from his son showing him unconditional love when all he did was try to murder him. Yeah, constantly, multiple times. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean... I don't think that this is the right series to actually have that conversation with Luke and Anakin. I think that's a big screen moment, and by big. Oh no, no, I just, I, I'm just saying, (laughs) Luke's not in the con. Like, I just want his name referenced between Ahsoka and Anakin. Like, oh yeah, even if she's busting his balls, like, hey, you know, at least you, you, you did one thing right with Luke. Even that, I would take. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I think that that would be a perfect way to handle it. Is just like, 
talking, you know, like Ahsoka talking to him about like, yeah, he's, you know, restarting or he's trying to restart the Jedi Order or he's training Grogu or, or something. In, like in Book of Boba Fett, when she goes and visits Luke and Grogu, doesn't she essentially say like, you're something that's about. something your father would say or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like that, that's, he, that's what I'm looking for. Just like Ahsoka identifying like, hey, that's what your, your, your son would say that or your son would have done this or, or Anakin mentioning my son. I just, I want to hear Anakin talk about his goddamn son that saved them from the dark side. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I 100% agree. So, and it's hard, like it would be hard for them not to do it, honestly. Uh, unless they're literally we, just we, afraid of Yeah, but of we doing know, it. I mean, Ahsoka has a bond with Luke, established. All right, Luke obviously is Anakin's son, established. There needs to be at least a name drop about their their shared relationships in the Skywalker lineage. Yeah. Sure. So. Okay, uh, th- this is a fucking just so basic, but we'll take easy wins and, and as will Thrawn. So next prediction here, Thrawn is going to get his first big win against the New Republic. So Nick... I did the hard part. I, I gave us the, the, the basic line. Can you drill that down and make it any more specific what, what the big win could entail? Yeah, I mean, the, the big win here would be interesting. Does he take I out a planet? The, Does he blow up a fleet? I mean... See, like, I don't even know if he goes that far in this okay. series. I almost think that the big win is just, like, literally get like making his way with force into the galaxy... Even though people like, you know, Ahsoka, people like Tiva and, you know, uh, Adelphi Squadron and stuff like that have been warning the New Republic, hey, there's something out there. Like, there is something coming. We need to be ready. I think the win is almost just going to be like being able to to make his way back into the galaxy without any sort of, um, like military action from the new Republic. Like he's just going to be able to walk in and be like, you guys are unprepared and I'm not. And now you're in trouble. Cause I don't know if we get a huge, like, like Thrawn comes in on the chimera and fucking blasts something immediately. Yeah, I almost I, think that this show ends with him. Like he's here is, is almost the yeah, end of it. I, uh, you know, more I think about it, I, I'm with you. It wouldn't make sense because if if you dump him in and he gets a big military victory, then Mando season four essentially has to address that right off the bat. Yeah. But if he just slides in and, and we know that he's made it home and he's ready to start enacting his brand of tactical tear, then yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that, that would still count as a victory because that means our heroes in Ahsoka have ultimately failed. Yeah, I mean, they're like... Ahsoka has known for God knows how long that he's coming back. Like she, she you know, she's like fucking uh, Poe in, in, in Tross. Somehow Thrawn has returned. Like she's been calling for this for fucking years now and nobody's listening to her. Like nobody is, is putting any thought towards like, well, what happens if this one admiral makes his way back in? They're either looking at it in a way that's like, well, what is he going to do? He's one guy. Or they're just completely unconcerned and they're like, he's fucking gone. And so is the guy that he was with. Like, why do we need to worry about it? Um, so I think the the win is just like he's he's back and nobody yeah, the, knew the good guys coming. fail. Like their yeah. their mission to prevent his return fails. And it, we know that has to happen. I mean, let's be real. As far as we know, right? Like before this movie that's supposed to happen, this crossover event movie, it's just Ahsoka Mando season four and then 
the movie, right? Or is it supposed to be Ahsoka season two before that? Yeah, that's, you know, if we go back to making Star Wars' report on how they may turn se- Mando season four into a movie. That's not happening. It's because of, he mentioned there there was two uh, prerequisites and one is Mando season four and the other one he said was the tentative Ahsoka two. Yeah. So, I mean, everything going on with the strikes right now and stuff, that's obviously putting a damper on it. So it doesn't like, ultimately it doesn't matter if they make a movie or a show. It's not like they can make a movie and they can't make a show. Yeah, you can't write anything. You can't film anything. So what's the fucking difference? It's it's gonna take you about equal time to film a movie and this type of show anyway. The show may take a little bit longer, but are you really trying to tell me that they're gonna really be that stupid and decide to do a movie before they do the big movie? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, it's I wouldn't put I'm it past anybody. I'm kind of with bad on this one. <laughs> let, let's say like everything works out and people get paid and we can start making entertainment again. Does Ahsoka ultimately perish in the Filoni movie? Dude, so many people have to die. So many people yeah. have to die. Like you can't have Ahsoka still alive. Like you can't. You can't no, have... I, yeah, so you're, we agree with Bat. Like, Ahsoka doesn't yeah. make it out of the Mandoverse. No, and neither does Ezra. Ezra doesn't make it out the Mandoverse. Fucking well, it, Sabine it, it, may not make it out the Mandoverse. Well, hey, do, do, hey there, you're, you're teasing a bit on our predictions, because I, I had something like that for Ezra coming <laughs> yeah. up. I mean, okay. there's a, yeah, Next there's one a here, and this is kind of going out on the limb, but I, I don't know. This morning when I was thinking about this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this on the list. But I'm predicting that Shin... So Balin's apprentice, mm-hmm. Ivana yeah. Sakno, I am predicting she's going to have a, a change of heart. I feel like I could confidently say this if I knew anything about her. Like, she's just such a mystery. And like, they, we, like if we knew that she was like a former Jedi Padawan who like is now working with Balin after the fall of the Order, like I could I could see her coming back. But with no backstory and no idea where she came from, it's so hard for me to say that she'll turn because like I'm struggling to see what would, what would be the reason for her to turn? Like, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm going way out there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. She was taken on by Balin at some point in time who was a Jedi force user. So he identified she had some sort of power. We have heard through the grapevines that she may be somehow tangentially connected to Night Sisters and their flavor of mysticism. Yeah. Who uh, knows? Something happens. You know, bad guys tend to tell people what they want to hear to get them to do things. So, I mean, she could have been just conditioned all the years from, from, uh, from Balin to where once she actually gets into the mix and, and starts tussling with the good guys and and seeing what the bad guys are trying to do versus what the good guys are trying to do maybe she has a change of heart and like i said i don't know where my head was at this morning this one is pretty far out but i'm i'm running with it i just i have a feeling because she's young and impressionable that she could have a a change of heart it's possible i guess yeah i just i i I just don't know enough about her to like no, definitively or not. I will say that the Night Sister part of it makes it less likely that she turns to the good side because the Night Sisters are notoriously evil people, aside from the one that was nice to whatever Marin. his name is. And yeah, that one. Um yeah, the 
So it's hard to tell. It could almost also be like, she's more evil than him. Like, like, she like if she was well hey that works for me too stuff yeah all i wrote was will ultimately turn i yeah, didn't turn. say which way so. <laughs> could, could turn against balen kill that motherfucker because he's yeah. going soft there <laughs> you go like so it, hey it works man like i said keep it simple stupid and and, and we can get lots of wins yeah. on the so i would say that okay. that verbiage may just be a win because we didn't commit either way <laughs> i'm going nick i'm going to combine my ezra ones here okay because it makes sense to me so I initially just had Ezra returns change and it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's obviously going to happen, you know, without, yeah. it's not a huge spoiler, but we've learned that he, you know, obviously hasn't had his lightsaber in, in no space. And it sounds like he's, he's kind of been watching Cobra Kai. So we're going to see Ezra at least in a different uh, combat form. If he's learned hand to hand, you know who he learned it from. Yeah. Know who he learned it from. The man, the man himself. The man himself. So I'm going to just double them up because these were initially two predictions. So Ezra returns changed and he gets taken off the board. Yeah. So could you see Ezra just, you know, kind of having a moment, getting one more hero moment, but just as soon as he's back, he's taken from us again. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect him to stick around long. I'll say that. It's just so hard to figure out. I, like, I just feel like he's a tragic character. Like he's just, yeah. a, he's like a, a vintage tragic hero. I almost feel like it's not an, if he gets killed, it's a, when he gets killed. Well, obviously it's a, when he gets killed. I, I think that that's like a very obvious statement to make. And it's like, when is the best time to kill this character? And I think the best time to kill this character is going to be in the movie. So I don't, okay. I don't think he dies in this series, but right. I do think that he's going to have like this, this, this like Revan-esque type of arc, at least in this show, like in this series, he's yeah, going to have he's like not a all going to be like, oh, hey, fucking Snips and Sabine, you're back. Yeah. Yay. Let's patty yeah. cake and talk he's about gonna, old times. He's yeah, going to probably gonna, be a little edgy. Yeah. He'll, he'll come back and be like, do you guys not like let me explain to you what Thrawn wants to do. <laughs> like almost like kind of be on Thrawn's side a bit and then has to be. Yeah. You yeah, know. yeah. Like, no, hear me out. Like he's killing a bunch of innocents is good sometimes. Yeah. It's like sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Like you got to we, kill we, all the We've Jedi. gotten reports that this Mon Mothma is a fucking softy. You know, she's yeah. a little too far left tree hugging. You need a little force in your government to make sure things run nice and smooth. So I'm team Thrawn. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do think that like it's almost unavoidable for him to have some sort of like issue that needs to be overcome after he gets back. Because like you said, there's no way he's just like it's not like he was frozen in time when he popped out no. with Thrawn to the outer <laughs> To the they, unknown region. You would think, unless, like we said, the whales did something or the pergils did something funky and kind of put Ezra somewhere else, but they were literally in an, a tentacle-laced embrace with the pergils on the chimera as they were sucked into who the fuck knows where. So one would think, even with Star Wars science, that they ended up in the same location. And over time, maybe even through necessity, like survival, kind of like Zeb and... Callus learned on that, that one episode where they essentially had to rely on each other, even as mortal en- enemies. And they eventually became friends. And I think we talked about it before. Like there is a chance that Thrawn got to Ezra and 
as Nick's saying, Ezra kind of is buying into some of the blue Kool-Aid. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. My, my reasoning for Ezra leaving in Ahsoka is kind of, kind of dovetails into our argument. Like these people need gone. Yeah. And it's like, why invest more storytelling into a character that had a pretty damn good arc with a, a, an earned sacrifice when he's already kind of had those moments like let, let Ezra he Ezra had his Death Star moment in Rebels yeah if it weren't for Ezra his sacrifice the Rebel Alliance maybe never forms on Yavin and, and never has its success so why yeah. d- further develop out this character when they've already had their hurrah yeah it's so hard because and I mean that is like a really good point and essentially if you like what could happen yeah, I, I said taken you, off the board not necessarily yeah. dead I, I could also see him just being like peace yeah just being like, like this isn't my fight anymore or something i'm, I'm done <laughs> like, yeah because here's here's what could happen if he lives past this the whole mando verse just like the main character changes to ezra because he's the most important person left like and that is like we're getting into our conundrum of you can't have these mega people hanging around all the time. So that's yeah. why I'm like, you know what? Ezra's had his time in the sun. He's not on the same level as an Ahsoka. Let's be real. I mean, I love Ezra, but I mean, she's had the Clone Wars, Rebels, and now live action. I mean, she is a she's a darling of the Star Wars character databank. Yeah, she's she's up there. I mean, you you might as well just say she's in the Skywalker family. She's in yeah, that I saga. Mean, she, she's in that pantheon. She's on the fucking Mount Rushmore for sure. But it's like, yeah, I mean, if you if you leave him, because because then it's like getting to a point to where it's like, okay, Thrawn's then you really do have stuff. the Avengers and Thrawn's nobody. Like if, if you yeah. have an Ahsoka, you have an Ezra, you have a Sabine with the Force, you have the Mandalorians, you got Din, you got Grogu, you got Bo, you got all these motherfuckers. It's like, well. How, the good guys suck in Star Wars then. If yeah. you had all these motherfuckers, if you had the A-team at your disposal with the Empire defeated and just the, these remnant fucking bullshit cells and you still allowed another Imperial force to rise, Star Wars good guys are, are the worst good yeah, guys like in all of pop culture. Yeah, it's like maybe you don't deserve to Yeah, be, you, you suck. Like, you, you deserve you, to be ruled in persecution. Yeah, because like... Yeah, I mean, I guess... I, I, I think you have talked me over to it because like it's he's too it's like fucking Mace Windu. He's too strong to be kept alive. <laughs> we, yeah. we have to kill him. We have to take him out. Um, yeah, I don't know, because it's like if he sticks around through Ahsoka, he's not going to be they're not going to feature him prominently in Mando. No, season four, why are you going to dedicate more narrative time to that character when you, you've been yeah. driving the Mando verse through Din Djarin and Grogu and Ahsoka? Let's be real. And yeah. tangentially Boba Fett. You're not going to now drive it through Ezra. So I, yeah. I don't know. I just and I hate to say because I love Ezra. I think he's a fantastic character. He, he has one of the best character arcs in all of Star Wars as Rebels, the series does. I mean, he starts from a shit dick fucking ne'er-do-well kid who's all depressed about his his lot in life and he ends up being a damn near jedi knight that makes the biggest sacrifice of the rebel alliance to date yeah when he he's like listen i'll i'll kill myself as long as it gets rid of thrawn yeah so yeah i mean maybe that's it maybe like he's the sacrifice at the end of this one like he's you know like but even even that fails and that would that would make it hit even more like Ezra like he he's thinking he's he's gonna repeat right yeah and it doesn't work this time and and he actually 
goes uh, out and that's terminated and, and Thrawn lives. Yeah. And like, that's the motivating factor for at the very least, the motiv- motivating factor for Ahsoka and Sabine moving forward. I mean, realistically, nobody else knows who this dude is. <laughs> like, like, didn't like all of the character established characters in the Mandoverse have no fucking clue who, who Ezra is literally only Phoenix squadron and, and, uh, Ahsoka know who he is. Right. So like that would be a motivating factor for them, but for everybody else it'd be like, well, we lost somebody who could have probably helped us. So that's not good. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he, he goes out here or is just like, like you said, maybe not killed, but it's just not like becomes a non-factor in some way. Or hey, he gets lost in space again, and yeah, he's 10 like years man. From now, we can we can find him in the next yeah, find, in the next him. live action series. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go hang out with the Pergils again. This was way cooler out there. <laughs> okay, um, moving on. Next prediction: Thrawn has some form of mysticism helping his forces. I think that that's a. That's a yeah. And again, it, it, we've heard some rumblings and rumors that wherever he's at, the people he's been interacting with have a different. It, it's essentially the force, but it's not okay. They 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 tap into it differently, and and we've heard rumors that it potentially can raise the undead and yada yada yada. So yeah. I, I just I I see that being a thing, especially with Morgan Elsbeth ties to the Night Sisters and and her obvious fucking hard on for Thrawn. All that has to make sense somehow. Why would this former Night Sister give so much shit about an Imperial Admiral? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's a that's a win for sure. That also like is what more leads me to believe that like once Shin is is like aware of what's going on, that would like push her even further towards yeah. the the Thrawn side of things because she's like, oh well, this is something that I'm familiar with. Hey, again, um, I yeah. just said ultimately, ultimately turn. I didn't turns. say which yeah, side. Yeah. It could be a quarter step. It could be a full 180. You never know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, no, I think that's a that's an easy. I mean, are are we gonna get the zombie Imperials? You think? <laughs> the thing is, is like that was. A I mean, really they're popular... supposed to have like that. You know, was it that that. Japanese art form where they repair stuff with gold inlays. What's that oh, called? Okay. But like we, we've heard I, that I essentially the, the armor is going to be like white with like cracked gold shit, kind of like uh, Kylo's helmet. So, I mean, I don't it's, know. we'll see. There we'll was see. a book in old Canon. I think it was just called death troopers that did involve zombie stormtroopers. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a thing for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's possible but man, would that be fucking cheesy as hell? Like, you know, I, it, well, like, it depends how they do it. Like if, it, if it's yeah. done with purpose and explanation, great. If it's just, you know, they're walking around going like, ooga, booga, ooga, booga, ooga, booga. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be. Cause goofy. it's like, what's their capability? Because we've seen like the night sister thralls and they're not very threatening. Let's be honest. Like. But we do know uh, they can raise shit from the dead. I mean, that, that was established in, in Clone Wars when they get yeah. essentially genocided by Grievous and Dooku. Yeah, and then they all fucking, or what's, it, what's oh, her name? Here's props. You're right about something being gold in this show. Uh, he's always, he's always, he's always doing that. He's always teasing. our taints. He's always tickling teasing. our taints. Well, because I, to, we, 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 uh, I've got his number now and he hit me up after his screening and, and said it was fantastic. And yeah. 
everyone I should s- should dig it. But I, I'm I'm sticking away from any spoilers. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah, because like to me, again, like this is just coming from me reading the books and shit, but it would make more sense me if like he's out there, like Thrawn is is out there and clearly has a way to to one communicate and two travel at some point. I don't know how long it takes after their initial Pergil jump to wherever the fuck they went, but like at some point they get out of the Pergil tentacle grasp and they find themselves in a position to be able to one travel around wherever they are and two communicate with somebody. So to me, it would make the most sense that Thrawn gets in contact with the Chiss again. Like he, he like reaches back out to the Chiss ascendancy and comes back with some sort of Chiss presence into the known galaxy. But I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if they just don't want to address, like, like bringing in a whole new race of fucking characters and, like, then having to explain, like, well, who are the Chiss and why do the Chiss hate this and what is yeah, the blah, 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 and, like, really trying to go deep into that. Deep. Yeah, so, like, maybe they're like, fuck it, zombies. Like, that's yep. the easiest way to do it. <laughs> Hey, like, The Walking Dead did well for a while. Let's get yeah. some zombies in Star Wars. Yeah, it's like they had 55 spinoffs of that show. So let's see if we can make some Star Wars zombies. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I could see it, though. I mean, the, the Morgan Elsbeth thing, like you said, is the biggest tip off that the, that there's going to be some yeah, sort he, of like. He's, he's definitely not coming back the way he left. I think we can we can agree on that. Okay, next one here. Zeb. And Captain Tiva's Adelphi outfit gets involved. All right, if you remember them from yeah. Mandalorian, that's where we saw Zeb in live action for the first time. You know Zeb's got to at least ring in. There's a chance that he went and talked to his rebel friends in that moment when the Mando was coming through saying, hey, you know, some shit's going on. Maybe it was even he called up Sabine. You never know. But I, I, I could see Zeb and, and, and Tiva making an appearance because they are like Hera, attached to the New Republic, but as we saw, they're also getting a little disenfranchised with the New Republic and all the red tape and all the waiting. Uh, I could see them either giving some information or maybe coming to their aid in a space battle of sorts. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 100% agree on this. I think that this is a, a free win. For you sure. got it. I mean, you got to get Zeb involved somehow. You can't have a Rebels live action reunion without Zeb, who has already been established, established in the Mandoverse. Yeah. Like, like in, it's okay if Kanan doesn't sh- show up because we know he's fucking a pile of ash. That's all yeah. right. But y- y- at this point, you've got to get them all in the same room. It would be silly. It, it would kind of be the, the, the silly choice to not include for at least a moment, Luke, Han, and Leia in even like talking to each other in the sequels. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, that's strong call. Next, Ahsoka is going to kill Balin. We think about that. She, she can kill, right? Yeah, I think that she can kill now. Like she's, she's no longer hindered by Jedi rules. There, uh, Um, there's a, there's a part of me that's almost thinking that Balin and Shin may be kind of, off the map by mid-season dude i like you're you you put out shin will turn my thought is that balin will turn as soon as he sees if he ever sees the zombie shit he's he's like i fucked up this was a huge mistake like (laughs) like because like for him like he's like his background's coming he was a fucking jedi like he 
like even to some degree, he still respects life and the force in some way. Like he may view it differently and he may use the force for different means or like to, like like as a mean to different ends than he did when he was a Jedi. But I still think that in him, because of his Jedi training, there is still a respect for the natural order of things. And like, if, unless if you're does, on that new Republic shit, because he looks like he fucks them up. <laughs> yeah. So like, but I think that like it, once he sees like the bastardization, right, if I it's like true it. about like this, the, the zombie stuff, like once he sees the bastardization of life in the force that okay. would be happening like with that. these I like things, this. I like it. He, he may change his mind where I think that pushes Shin the other way. Because Shin is coming from mm, a background this. of Night Sisters. And is, may, type this down so we have it for <laughs> mid-October. Make sure yeah, you don't forget that. Re-edit that because you just, I, I like that. I, I think that's, uh, that's a great analysis, I believe. So, yeah, I mean. All it, right. That's the way I'm thinking about it. But it could also be that she fucking pulls an Anakin, chops that motherfucker's head off. Scissor style. I'm the master now, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like just. Yeah, just I just. Uh, I mean, it, it's not even because of Ray's unfortunate passing in real life. I, I don't foresee. For some reason, I just I don't think Balin ever Makes was sense. meant to make it out of Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, you know, like obviously a, a short leash on that character because you know Ray Stevenson passed away. Um, but like, if I'm just looking at it, like narratively outside of like the obviousness with the real life situation, that's kind of how I would think about it. If the zombie thing ends up. Okay. No, I, I I like the, I like the way you think there on, on Balin. Interesting. Um, all right. We got two left here. I'm predicting some nod to Kanan. A hundred percent. Be it a picture of Freddie Prince Jr. in Hera's, (laughs) you know, room. I was always a fan of, uh, uh, of she's all that. Like yeah. it's just a movie that, <laughs> or, or maybe, you know, Jason shows up and there's a quick quip from Ahsoka or, or her, his mom. But, but I, I you, you get just like Zeb being established and we know Kanan's gone, but I, I don't think you can have all these rebels together in a series without at least a mention of their former, um, compatriot. Yeah, Definitely. One, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're like, especially once we get to Hera and Jason, like, I don't know how much Jason's going to be involved in the show because he's still, I mean, he's probably near his teen years now. Um, so, you know, you, you may get like a, like a teen rebellious Jason Sindula here. Um, I hate you, mom. <laughs> I wish dad was here. Dude, I, I don't doubt that that would be like a storyline. And then, then, like, a, then fucking, a wolf shows up and it just keeps going. Doom. Yeah. Doom. <laughs> so, yeah. And then Jason kills it. He's like, mom, yeah, there's like this a, fucking wolf in the alley. Keep going. Doom. So I fucking shot him. Yeah, it's like he's That's your dad. You son of a bitch. You just shot your dad. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think I think Kanan will make his way in there one way or another, whether it be like a mirror, you know, like seeing the mural painting or, you know, well, the, hey, a, a even mention. like, you know, some we've just kind of glossed over, even though we know it's in it. But all the potential of the WBW, I mean, you oh, could yeah. see a, a live action scene of Kanan real quick. Yeah, uh, you just you never know where that thing could take. It depends on how they're going to use it in live action. But we know from its use in Rebels and we're talking about the world between worlds is. 
it's as fucking crazy as you want it to be. I mean, you can literally, there's portals in it and the portals go to different parts of the timeline and yada, yada, yada. So there's all sorts of potential there to get Kanan a nod to him. I I don't think it has to be, it it shouldn't be anything more than a nod. It's not his story. So, um, but we need to address the ghost crew in full. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right, Nick, go ahead and drop the last one on. Yeah. Last one is Barris is addressed in some way. I'm, I'm I'm putting this in there because she has to be like, she should be Merrick. Yeah. Like she should be Merrick, but she should also just be like the character's thread was left so wide open that like it, it feels like it needs to be addressed, especially by like Ahsoka in some way or by the series in some way, because it's like you have this character that was of like, of such importance towards the end of Clone Wars that she literally got Ahsoka arrested and then expelled, you know, like not really expelled from the Jedi Order, but like, you know, basically caused her to exile herself from the Jedi Order. And now, like, you have this character who is essentially a Sith apprentice before the fall of the Republic. Like, what happened to her once the Republic fell? Like, did she become an Inquisitor? Did she become one of the... Well, the right hand. Dude, if, if we go on canon, she's locked up in the fucking Jedi Temple somewhere. So did they just ice her in the in the in a cell off screen? Or did she say, wait, hey, I I am with you guys. I hate fucking Jedi. Yeah, I mean like you just you don't know. I, I am with you. I do I, I really do feel like she is a character from Clone Wars that needs some resolution because of how she kind of intermixed with Ahsoka's journey. Yeah. And and like Again, it comes to like how deep cut are you gonna get? Like, cause she's deep. Like, she's a deep cut. She's like she's a character that really doesn't come to prominence in in Star Wars until the sixth season of of Clone Wars. Like, and the the impact that she had at that point was was very large for sure. Caused the division between Ahsoka and Anakin. Caused the division between Ahsoka and the entire Jedi Order caused the exile of Ahsoka from the Jedi Order and all of her known friends in the galaxy. Like, that is a pretty fucking important character, even though it, it happens pretty late in this in the series run. So it's just like, I don't know if 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 Dave at this point is just like, well, it's not worth really dragging this character back up again because it's been so long and, and everything else. But like for if this is truly a, a a series that's made for like the hardest of hardcore fans like us, then I think that like there needs to be some attention paid to that character. Um, yeah, I, I just pulled up her w- Wikipedia because I'm 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 almost positive the character of Barris was created for the Phantom Menace. Like I, I swear I have an action she, figure of her from the yeah Phantom yeah Menace. she I mean she would there was a live action Barris like uh, but I just you know how Wikipedia shows you there. Their first yeah. ever appearance. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, where's the first? Probably was transformed to. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say any like that. Anything. Tano was still haunted by Offie's betrayal and later expressed her belief that Offie's actions were wrong. She did have a point about the Jedi and the Republic, and that if this. Yeah, I mean, like. It doesn't say that she was killed. She's in a ton of fucking Clone Wars episodes, though. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Attack of the Clones, first appearance. 
Yeah. So, so yeah, she I mean, even she even that character even predates Ahsoka. Like yeah. she's literally was created by George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. She's just such an open thread, and I don't know if they. You, you are right because any of the other, if, if, we'll go here. Action figure carded Jedi from the prequels were all more or less handled. We saw Kiara yeah. Mundi, uh, Luminara's dead. Yeah, we saw them all get all Jock get wiped T's out dead. or addressed in some form or fashion. Barris, yeah, especially with her ties to Ahsoka via the Clone Wars. Nick is not wrong, and that's why she should be Merrick. But I'm telling you, because it makes too much narrative sense and would be great fan payoff, it's not going to happen. Yeah, they'll do they'll do the other. It's, it's going to be fucking think. Starkiller. He's going to take that shit off, and you're going to see Sam's fucking beautiful little face, yeah. and you're going to be like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I mean, we yeah, like props as Ayla. I mean, we saw Ayla get nuked in the movie. Like she gets yeah, she gets wiped up. out. She's but in the Order she, sixty six montage. That she lived. Hey, no. that's the beauty of, of legends and comics. Who I don't knows? know. Like, there's there's no way that she lived because we saw her get f- shot fifty times in the back. But like, she's got to be dead. Yeah, that that blue skin's pretty fucking resilient if she could handle that. Oh yeah, her ter- troops turn on her, and her reaction to Chancellor Palpatine's broadcast of Order sixty six. So yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't say in the data bank that she's dead. It just says that her troops turned on her. But you literally see her laying yeah, on the ground I mean, that, getting that's shot a scene repeatedly. Where, yeah, I remember watching that and be like, okay, George, that was a little like, I mean, he hangs on them literally robocopping her yeah. for a few too many seconds. You yeah, know? I was like, and by robocopping, it. it's where you, like have a, you have a gang of people with guns shooting at a body on the ground. That's robocopping for you. Oh, man. Um, make sure to never show that scene to little kids because it will fuck them up the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> But yeah, so that's uh, that's our uh, predictions for Ahsoka. And we will. Season. We'll come back to both of these. We, we typically do once the season season ends, we'll put the last episode to bed. Then the next two weeks, we'll revisit our wants and predictions to see how shitty we were or were not. Uh, before we move into the fan segment, Nick, I did want to touch on this, this quick summary that a fan of ours sent over. This comes from a Star Wars toy story. They somehow got themselves the early screening last week. And here is a spoiler-free quick recap that I have approved. I promise you, nothing bad will happen if you listen to this. So, I liked it a lot. I'm a bit of a shill, like I like it in all probably more than most, even if I do see missed opportunities. So, there's one take. Kind of sounds like myself, because I too am a shill. It felt like it's setting up something epic. There's some confirmation of a leak you covered, I think. Okay, so that's good. As background, Andor is my favorite of all of them. I love every second of that show and love the Persian episode of Mando also. This didn't feel as cerebral and dialogue-focused as Andor, but it still felt slower and but it still felt slower somehow. And the hook at the end of episode two didn't really like, I don't know if there just wasn't one, but I'm not like, I don't know, there wasn't a serious cliffhanger. I think they're trying to say by the end of episode two, it's not a very clear, like, like clear yeah. that the episode should have ended. <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Okay. Uh, it was a good natural stopping point that left them satisfied, though. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, I read somewhere. In a review, well, I, well, I'm not for somewhere. I'll just say it. Like I, I saw a review from IGN, like a quick blurb review. They gave the first two episodes a seven and they said that they spent way too much time setting up people who don't know anything about Rebels. 
like they said, it was like the first two episodes were, were too heavy on setup. Okay, so, so. we're going to love it probably, and Casual's <laughs> going to be like, this is filler bullshit. I hate Kathleen Kennedy. Fire her. Right. Yeah, is, that so, what, is that we're trending towards? Here? I mean, we'll see. I mean, like, I don't like it depends on how much setup it is, because if it really is them like recapping Rebels in a two episode span, it might get a little boring <laughs> because it's like if you've already seen it, it's like, OK, I know all this shit happened. Like, and again, the, the last thing they said here is with little exception, the trailer is pretty much the first two episodes. So, OK, so there's there. OK, well, if that if the trailer is the first two episodes, then there, there's going to be some action. There's going to be some fighting and there's going to be some talk. Uh, like yeah, gathering talking, and mustering so. of you, 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 listen, the first episode's always going to be slow. I don't, I don't yeah, know why people get upset about this shit like especially when it's a series premiere it's not even a season premiere like you have to premiere a series it's a pilot you have to establish character a b c and d other character you know efg and then set the narrative tent poles so i I'm, i always expect the first episode to be a little a little more yeah. uh, in depth um and yeah. props here in our chat he's seen it too he's saying episode one has a huge cliffhanger so it makes sense that they're running the um the two episode premiere. So it's, it's sounding like if, if we would have been left on episode one, we all have been sitting there holding our jock like, fuck what's going to happen. But our other reporters saying, even though episode two doesn't end on like a, <gasps> it felt like a natural stopping point to, to move into the rest of the season. I, I really think episode one and two is going to usher us into the main, yeah, the, the main the narrative. Big... We're going to get through all the bullshit, all the feely feels and Oh, why'd you leave me? And Oh Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that, that type of stuff. And then we'll, we'll yeah. be fighting in the woods there by the end of episode two. By the, by the way, it sounds from props and our, uh, our other source, like maybe Thrawn comes in like early and they just get that out the way instead of drawing that shit out. Yeah, like, see, I, I think one and two is going to be all the Balin Shin stuff, beating up the ship. Yeah. Soka asking for help, getting told to go fuck herself. And then them fighting around the, the war w- between w- worlds w- device. Portal. Yeah. And yeah, then no, the, the last six episodes will be focused on the. You have to stop whatever started. Basically. All right. Props is saying I've been on point all year. So I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what okay. happens. So, hey, maybe I'll watch it tonight and get excited by predictions and get my content going but i i just don't know like i said i'm i i hate sounding like a little whiny asshole but you, you gotta understand I'm, I'm 43 and i've laid myself up twice within 12 months and it just is not good for your mental health like i, I just i feel like a loser i have a ton of guilt over but what i do to my family when i do this shit and a, an extra dose of shame for it being from the fucking device that broke my leg last june so it just it's like a trifecta of fuck uh and when you kind of couple that with the fact that we are who we are and we're not really a big channel and no one really looks at our shit besides our super fans it's like why do i take the time to do that shit anymore so who knows you never know if something if something excites me i won't be able to control myself but my plan is to watch it tonight take my notes get up at some point tomorrow once my arm feels ready and then get down here and make some content for the 10 of you because I do love the 10 of you. I just wish it was tens of thousands. It, it would make doing this a lot more fun, I guess. Uh, I mean, worthwhile. it's always... It is fun, but I guess it's becoming not worthwhile. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I've always said 
do it if you enjoy it in terms of like your recaps and stuff like that. So like definitely if you still enjoy it, do it. But like I like I think that like if you're starting to get to a point of fatigue with it, then definitely pull back yeah. because if yeah, you right. don't it'll just they'll be yeah. shitty anyways. Like if I'm yeah. not in it, they're they're gonna be I mean they're yeah. they're typically low class, low brow, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll like see. Burn yourself out. Yeah, on we'll, like the we'll whole see. Thing. But th- there could be a change, at least from my content production with this series versus what you may be used to with with past Star Wars. I'm just I'm, I'm kind of running out of steam, and it's just um, it, it's like I'm, I'm getting real. So like, hey, dude, you can put out fucking 500 more videos, and you're never going to catch on. It's just you don't produce the content that the algorithms juice, and that's okay. Um, all right, let's all take right. this, let's take this on the road, Matt. You need to be a part of the action. Bring SWSS on the road with us on shows. I know Nick doesn't like the crowd, so I doubt, yeah, I, Dude, you're not wrong, props. But like, also I, like, I'm not going to go spend a thousand dollars to get to LA and do right. a show that's going to be watched by the same number of people who do, who watch the show when I do well, it. I, my I think he's, I think he's saying is get, we could get a little bit more involved with actual Star Wars people, I think. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. One day props. I, I I have a feeling I might take you up on that at some point, but I, I am for, uh, and we'll move on here. I definitely am feeling a bit defeated at, at this point in the life of SWTS. So we'll see where it goes. But in between now and then, you know, we still got our fan segment to get through and we're going to try to do this as fast as possible because my fucking back and shoulder are aching. Because Nick and I spent the first 25 minutes of the show today talking to ourselves. So <laughs> things uh, are going longer than we expected. But you know us. We always do our fan segment over here. Starting with the question of the week. That gets posted to Instagram at Star Wars Time. That show, you got to check out our stories and the profile. And it should make it over to Twitter, too. So if you see the question, respond. We will uh, more than likely grab it because not many people do respond. So let's go ahead and get some screen switched around here and we'll get through the very few responses we had to this week's question which as always was themed to one of our topics we're talking predictions we asked the fans to bring their own take it to the bankers and uh we didn't get much but this is what we got so up first like i said what is one of your take it to the bank predictions for the ahsoka series you can always count on our boy ripic underscore underscore tan coming through with a response definitely anakin as a ghost and ahsoka making peace on the past but i'm also on hondo watch so he's thrown thrown in a hondo prediction yeah i mean hondo he pops up in a lot of places, so it's very possible. Yeah, but I, I think his first one definitely pays off as we predicted that as well. Yeah. And so, Nick, because there weren't many, it's just two big slogs of the comment section, so have at it. All right, next up is the m.a.r.c.o. Uh, the Marco on Instagram says, Barris Afi as the Inquisitor for the win. Well, it's more of wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely more wishful thinking. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, we're kind of hoping that turns out to be the case as well, but who? Um, League of Extraordinary Sixthers says, we meet Leia somehow. If we can meet Luke, Leia shouldn't be too hard. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Like we were saying, they've already kind of done the the whole, we're going to make Leia out of 
CG and AI. You could definitely use her. You could use Billy's body, right? Yeah. If Billy wants to do it. Yeah. Uh, And then just put like they did the AI layout for fucking Rogue One. So they could do it again. She looked dead. Yeah, she looked pretty. She didn't look like she had a soul, but yeah. yeah. They did it. Um, so Bat says, I, I know what he's going. It, it's Mar- it's Martez. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Martez sisters. <laughs> Martez sisters making a pair. It's take it to the bank. And then he laughs and laughs. Well, it's just the Martez sisters are, they're characters that have really upset some fans of Star yeah, Wars. because they're black women in Star Wars. Oh, Well, and, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka had a three episode arc with them that yeah, many felt was a waste of, of space and time in the, in the Clone Wars final season. So I will say this, the people who are watching the Star Wars that we're watching shouldn't talk about wasting of time. Like... Trust me. Yeah, I, I you mean, could the, be doing something like I, I know Bat's fucking around, time. but the Martez sisters would make a ton of sense for. I mean, an it appearance would. because they, they they were like I mean they rebels. they changed Ahsoka. It, it, Ahsoka yeah. being with them is what convinced her that yes, I need to fight for good because I have these abilities. I can't just be a, a wanderer. Yeah. So like, they're they're and and look look Bad Batch. They show up again. They're working with fucking Captain Rex. So yeah, come on. Like they they are like quintessential rebels at this point. And if there was something that was going on with like an underground resistance or something like that, or you know people you know being vocal about upcoming threats to the galaxy, they would be involved. So I mean, we'll see. They probably won't make it in though. Um. Uh, props says Sabine yeah, yeah, I, with you a decipher this for me or, or someone like, on the internet. We, we have a light bulb, light bulb emoji, battery and a flashlight flashlight. And he's saying, take it to the bank. And I'm sure it says something. Is it like a, is it a lightsaber thing? Like light Sabine lightsaber thing. Cause flash. like when you were a kid, you knew that you had a flashlight, you would play around with the flashlight as a lightsaber. Light. I don't know. But why props, do you need the what are you trying to say? Then? So like light charge, Flash. Light charge flash. <laughs> light light juice flash. Props. <laughs> decipher this for us. We're yeah, too well, fucking I, I, old to I know don't what know you're what saying. I don't <laughs> know what that means. Uh if it's if it is a like a legit spoiler, then just leave it as emojis. Yeah. Sabine uh, Jedi. All right. Sabine Saber. Jedi. That's I mean, that's kind of what I was figuring. It's like Sabine lightsaber or something, <laughs> like Sabine <laughs> fighting with a lightsaber. Um, uh, we see that in the trailer. So, Bat got it. LOL. Sabine Jedi. Okay. Well, that's what go. I've been saying. Too, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, Bodnar Photography says we will see every core member from Rebels. That is a hundred percent going to happen. Um, Except for so, Kanan, yeah. maybe. We might yeah, not say, technically uh, see him, but we're hopefully going to hear he his be, name at least. Yeah, he will be involved in some way, shape, or form. Uh, no- Nova Toymation. Nova, you need to work on the Anakin spelling, my friend. Annie. Uh, well, he he's a, he's yeah. a fan of Annie, little yeah. Annie. I'm betting uh, the Annie can Annie can Annie can <laughs> flashback is seen in one of if the he world can between do worlds. It, Annie can better. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, can do yeah. it, but Annie can better. Do 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 do. do. Annie can Skywalker. <laughs> I like it, dude. Like it. Hi, I'm yeah, Anakin. Anakin. I am lesser Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin flashback scene in one of the World Between Worlds windows. I think that'll probably happen, like seeing a little bit of Anakin from the World Between Worlds side of things. Oh, fuck, I can't laugh. It it's hurts. just like, like the one thing that we don't know about this is like how heavily is this going to be involved in the, in the World Between Worlds? Because realistically, 
Star Wars has now opened the fucking terrible <laughs> opportunity to just fuck with everything with time travel. Multiverses, yeah. Yeah, like, here. You, you have now, like, the Hitler paradox is now possible in, in fucking Star Wars, where it's like, well, just kill Thrawn when he's a baby. Or, like, just go back <laughs> to when Thrawn's sitting on the shitter and, and stab him in the back of the neck. Like... You know, I, I would go back in time and figure out whoever pissed in Sheev's Cheerios as a little kid. Yeah, like that, that would just, save a lot of nonsense for the galaxy. Because it, it's like they they so like that's now a possibility. And and as far as we like, we don't know much about the world between worlds, so we don't know how it can be accessed and like what's the limitations to it. Like, can you only go back to places where you were? And that's why Ezra could save. Ahsoka in that battle. Right, because he uh, he had a memory of that time and place. Yeah, like like what's the what's the limitation to it? Because if there is no limitation and it's literally like anything that I know happened, I can go back to, then you could just you could have somebody tell you a memory that they had with Thrawn when he was asleep, and then you just go and fucking stab him or something like that. So I don't know if we're going to get world between world shenanigans and, and stuff like that, like where they literally do like change the past for lack of a better term, or like their solution to a problem is, Oh, we'll just go back through the world between worlds. Like, I don't know if they're going to look at it as a tool or as something to be closed, like yeah, I, as in I, this I, should I not exist. I think the way they're going to use it in the show is going to be fundamentally different than how it was introduced in rebels it's almost going to drive like an engine of sorts i believe yeah Uh, like maybe be a power source or it's going to be the it's going to be the macguffin that gets them as in them i'm talking morgan and her her cronies to where thron is at it's almost like going to be a teleporter if you will yeah so yeah, I mean, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that's the way that that it'll. Be yeah, handled, let's, yes. I'm I'm kind of with you. Let's just leave the the time altering shit to what Ezra did in Rebels and saving Ahsoka and and pretend that it changes for live action. Yeah, I mean, because it's I I don't want it to be a time travel thing that they use because then no. it it gets no. messy and no, yeah. Then we're right back to the MCU. Like we're, yeah. we're like everyone else. Fucking Indiana Jones even time travels now. Yeah, so it's Indiana like, Jones did the time travel thing. So I think that like Disney has definitely been a little bit too liberal with time travel in their recent like uh, owned franchises. So let's. I just do like the idea of closing it though. Like if, if yeah, it is, let's say it. it's okay. Use it a little bit for time travel, but the the end goal should be to then let's take this thing out it's no longer a narrative tool for star wars let's just yeah it's like this i mean but the thing is now is they've well i mean i guess like they've already addressed it to a certain degree with fucking grogu in the man in mandalorian like that's well that that was called a seeing stone so that wasn't necessarily the the wbw like the the full wbw i'm i I i'm with you I, i i do hope in some capacity it is destroyed yeah in this series, at least if it, if if they do use it for time travel early on, yeah, we, we don't. I, need I don't. Star Wars doesn't need to turn into a multiverse. That that's comic book shit. Like let's yeah. just let's try to pretend Star Wars still existed in our universe. Yeah, it was just in the past. It's just there's already so much for Star Wars. There's so many planets. There's so many different races of character and different types of characters and. 
even the potential to explore new galaxies. We don't need time travel. Um, uh, yeah. So look at this. Bat says, okay, yeah, I'm so he, over he Grogu. He jumped on the, the Nick Grogu Almost hope he doesn't make it. I, but like Grogu's another one. Like Grogu has to be dead before Mandoverse ends too. He's got to be or develop like a serious addiction to death sticks, and he just becomes a fucking yeah. loser. He just becomes like <laughs> he he takes the fucking what you call it route the the uh, Evazan Jabango or whatever his yeah. name is, an attack yeah. of the clones trying to deal him out to Mister Hello there. Yeah, just, he like he's just selling death sticks. Or it's all fucking like cracked a, out. Yeah, he, he like becomes he's just stuck on the streets like of Navarro. Like yeah, he's just he's, he's laying there like a, a hobo. A he's, hey, he's just a bum. He, you he got takes any the Jar 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 Binks route. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, no, Grogu, you can talk now. Oh, that's right. Fuck. It's like I forgot that I could. Talk. <laughs> it's still. I, I hope this kid talks before he dies. That's the yeah. one thing I'll say. Yes, I hope he talks before he yes. dies. Yes. No. Oh, man. Okay, let's go. Get into the next thing. All I'm right, this is it. This is the final segment of the show. It is the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Uh, to get involved in this segment, make sure to add tag at StarWarsTime.show on all of your Star Wars Instagram posts, whether they be art or otherwise, art partic- or art preferably uh, in, in toy photos. That's how you get involved. That's how I pick the top five is from the tagged section only. So do that if you want to get into the top five. Add tag at Star Wars. I, I think your message show. has been working, Nick. I have seen more and more show up in add tags. Still not yeah. everybody, but it, it has helped. I mean, we have some, like a, a few of the big accounts are, are doing the ad tag and they're making their way in there. So uh, it seems like it's starting to catch on. But let's kick this top right, five off with at Collectibles Nat. Well, no, I'll Instagram. read it for you because I know what this guy's doing. If you look at his watermark, it's in at. So this guy has to be oh. a Pittsburgher because that is a saying in Pittsburgh. Be like, hey, you know, I'm going to go do this and that. Like, uh, I'm going yeah. to go and downtown that. and that. You know, it's like, okay. Gonna, so it's collectibles and that. And it's, it's Pittsburgh slang. It, it's there like yins go. and gum band and roof and route. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So. Collectibles and that it has a amazing, <laughs> an amazing shot of Asajj Ventress, the dark disciple of Count Dooku. And it's really a, a great shot of Asajj. It's one of the less used characters in, in Star Wars toy photography. And I don't know if it's because people just don't have uh, her figures or she's not popular uh, amongst the That's the community. only figure we got, bro, is that one okay. right there. And she just came out like a year or two ago. So that's well, one that's reason. why. Hopefully we get some more of her because she's an awesome looking character. And it's really just Asajj with her two lightsabers ignited, standing on what looks like the planet of Dathomir by the lighting that collectibles in that has done in the shot. And then you see these dead trees kind of forming this almost like archway that she I like that right will. backlight, uh, right? The red backlight is a nice touch too. I like that. it is. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, that's what really kind of like sets this character like, in a place, in a time, like potentially on Dathmir with her lightsabers ignited. Just an excellent kind of like almost like dark regal shot of uh, of Asajj Ventress here. So strong stuff from Collectibles Enact. Nice, nice, nice. Next up, Enact. comic... <laughs> comic Dad Shots. Comic Dad Shots has given us a fun crossover shot here. 
with some Friday the 13th stuff in Star Wars. Jason lurking in the background. But what we see really is Jason chopping the fucking heads off of stormtroopers here. Just indiscriminate violence. And what yeah, he's really like rock made, slamming the one and doing a, a one armed head yeah, lop off machete, with the other. Yeah, with the other one. And like what makes this shot here for me, it's like one incredible Boca work by Comic Dad shots. Just really good job getting that like Sir Dork esque Boca in the in the shot. And then the second thing is the angle of the head that's being chopped off oh, yeah. in the foreground. Like He's got this dude's head cranked. That machete perfect, is like cutting through this there dude's on, neck. On the about to be headless trooper, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, just excellent work there. And then he also gives us a few other angles of the shot. Um, just really great work of this uh, of this mashup, this Friday the 13th Star Wars matchup here by Comic Oh, Dad yeah, look shots. at that. That's the, the face-on shot. Jason really is a big motherfucker, huh? He is. He's a big dude. Do you want to uh, hear something that might surprise some people? Go ahead. Hit us with it. I've never seen any of the Jason movies. You've never seen any of the Friday the 13th? He's, is okay. he Friday the 13th? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah, Friday. I mean, you can kind of skip and, and the I first came, one. I came to Nightmare on Elm Street late. I was probably like third or fourth grade when I started watching those. Okay. I was a, like, I was kind of a big pussy as a kid. Like, Not a I would watch fan. this shit, but it would scare the fuck out of me. Like aliens yeah. really messed me up as a little kid. Chucky, um, ghoulies fucked me up. Oh yeah, but yeah, I've never watched a a fucking Friday the Thirteenth, and that's no, almost gotta, a, that. That's like a goddamn sin for someone in my age and generation. Got to get on it for sure. Comic Dot Shots is in here too, and he's he's surprised oh, by I'm your. I'm catching by it. Your I'm life. catching it on the chin as um, I should. It's just it's like that. It's just one of those franchises that everyone has to watch. I've I've missed it somehow. Yeah, I mean, so for Friday the Third, I mean, like I'm not gonna call spoilers on a fucking movie that came out 40 years ago. The first Friday the Thirteenth is not about Jason at all. Like it's tangentially about Jason, but really the like he's not in it as the character that you know like he's he's basically just mentioned in it and then at the very end kind of pops up but yeah so you if you're another gonna, one i haven't seen the halloween oh, franchise you haven't seen any of the halloween movies no okay. and i i think it's a i don't think my dad was really into horror you know i mean obviously i would have got some yeah. of my initial shit from him so it was mostly sci-fi and then tough white guys killing a bunch of people, you know, like Commando, yeah, Rambo, Rambo like Indiana that, yeah. Jones, so on and so forth. So I am, I am way uh, outdated on, on eighties and nineties horror. There's yeah, no doubt back about and, it. Go back and watch like some of the older, like Friday the 13th movies, like go watch like Friday the 13th, like two, two and three. Like those are pretty strong. It starts to get really fucking weird when, they cross. They start crossing over Fred, like Freddy versus Jason. Oh yeah, and Jason space goes to and space, and, and Jason yeah. goes to hell, and like those, those all get kind of weird. But there's a string of good ones in there for sure. Yeah, um, I just I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I guess some of the older guys would have to tell me. Like, would would the first Halloween even stand up at this point, or would it look first, ridiculous? No, the first Halloween definitely still stands up, but the second Halloween movie is not a Michael Myers movie. So, like, if you're if you're looking at the franchise. Watch the first one because that's Michael Myers. But the second one is like a is still a good movie, 
but it's not about Michael Myers because the initial thought for the Halloween franchise was it was going to be different scary stories for every movie that release around Halloween. But, but he hit so well that they're he, like, yeah. yeah, okay. So like it was like Michael Myers, random movie about like masks. I think there was like, it was like a okay, mask. That's saying that you're, you're actually talking about the third one. Third one, third like, one. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So third one. Yeah. So like they, so it was two, like the first two were Michael, then the third one wasn't. And then they went back to Michael. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah I got it. Like, like I said, I got a lot of catching up to do in the, in the eighties, nineties horror, no doubt about it. Uh, who knows if I ever get there, but comic dad shots got us way onto a tangent. We need to get yeah. back on task. I need to get the fuck out of here. So okay. comic Next dad shots, uh, cook at, kick beep bop, beepity boo. See, kick my body's telling here. me it's time to go. <laughs> when yeah, I start so, so we're, just letting out beeps and boops, it's over. We, we've gone long. So anyway, Comic Dad Shots at Comic Dad Shots with a Z at the end on Instagram. Make sure to follow. Next up, Center Point Studios giving us a potential of what we could Perfect see here shot for tonight, in Ahsoka. Right? We're, yeah. We're, we're, hell, at this point, we're an hour and 15 away from the Ahsoka premiere. Woo-hoo! And we got, as Nick said, Center Point giving us a chopper murder shot. So this should chopper. make Bat happy here in the yeah. live stream chat. Chopper murder shot. You see him blasting off with his perfect, uh, his rocket boots or his rocket uh, like attachments on his chassis, knocking through one stormtrooper. You can see his little his little fist, yeah, his, his little his head arms fist are out. out he's there. like he's, ah! he's like he and turned then, himself into a torpedo. He's doing yeah. like a sonic punch. Oh yeah, he's doing Excellent like a stuff. Hi, Lucan, but as a droid, <laughs> as a droid, and then. Uh, in the background there, too, you can see his loyal companion, Hera, his also Hera. helping him in this battle. That's right. I like how you said troopers. his companion is Hera, because I, I think that's how Chopper thinks. Yeah, that's definitely how Chopper, <laughs> Chopper thinks, is, for he, sure. Chopper's not a number two and an assistant to anyone. He is the man. Yeah, he's he's like, hey, you're following me around, okay? Like, I can leave whenever <laughs> I want. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, excellent shot here from Centerpoint Studios. Really setting us up for the Ahsoka action to come. Next up is at Ripic underscore underscore Tan. You may have seen this if you're on the live stream in the in the uh, in the shot from Ripic's response in the uh, question of the week. But what we have here is another Ahsoka shot. This is another uh, shot of Our Lady Ahsoka. This is Mando versus Ahsoka with her two white blades fighting against a couple of. Uh, I guess th- th- this is probably like the types of droids that we saw in the trailer, right? Like they look. Oh yeah, yeah. Similar. I mean, he's, he's yeah. essentially recreating the scene, which I believe now. And we said this before. It looked like they're in a shipyard. I know yeah. the name of the shipyard. I'm not going to tell anyone, but it, let's just say it's a a pretty famous shipbuilding planet in Star Wars. So yes. Okay. Nice. Nice, nice, Apparently nice. she tracks these droids to this planet, Nick, after her encounter with them at that temple-looking place. Excellent. So, yeah, I mean, Ripic Tan showing us what we might be able to see in the first two episodes drops in the next year in, in the next hour. Here. Oh, yeah. So, we're we're going to be seeing this tonight. No yeah. doubt. So good shit from at Ripic underscore underscore Tan. And to close out the top five, we have at Mind Trick underscore photography giving us an awesome shot of our good friend Maul. Maul whipping his two blades, his real legs. It seems seems like this is original legs. Maul, not uh, yeah, robot this is legs. A, this, Maul. Is, this is a bit alt timeline, but we'll, we'll we'll go with it. It's fine. Yeah. 
There's no, but he's still, no way Maul had his legs when the clones were around, but it, it Yeah, works. I was going to say, like, this is uh, this is during the Clone Wars time period, for sure, because we got some Phase 1 clones here that he's getting ready to... Well, one of them seems like he's already dispatched, and the second one... Oh, yeah, the second one's like begging for uh, his life. Yeah, but. giving him a moment to say his final words before he sinks the death blow. Um, but it is, it's like a great imposing shot of Maul, both lightsabers ignited... Two foes on the ground, one already felled and one about to be felled. So um, beautiful work here from at mind trick underscore photography. Yeah, and that is that's the Phantom Menace Mall, I believe, the figure arts version. So it is a fantastic figure. That Indeed. is something like those of you that collect 112, I am I'm e- getting even closer to beginning to part ways with them. Possibly a lot of my figure arts that many of you don't have and would have to spend a lot of money to get. So keep your eyes peeled. We're talking weeks though. I, I got to get my arm back. I mean, for Christ's yeah, sake, you I, gotta... I still haven't put my basement back together. Cause I was diddling al- along like, Oh, I got time. And then I break my fucking shoulder. <sighs> Six week delay. All right, here we go. Six week delay. So Shut us down, buddy. It's time to go. That's right? it. That is the end Woo. of the top five. That's the end of the show. It's been a long show. So Matt, take us home. Fuck. That's right. Well, that does kind of my fault. The reason it was so long, because I'm an idiot and didn't start the fucking live stream. But hey, for those of you that do like to join the lives on Tuesday, 5 p.m. YouTube.com slash Star Wars Time Show, you can catch the bonus segment on the audio only podcast drop, which is going to hit sometime tomorrow, Wednesday, 823, probably late afternoon, considering I'll have some Ahsoka bullshit to um, wade through. But it is time to say goodbye. Like I said, I mean, depending where you're at when you're listening to this, obviously, if you're listening to it, time has passed. Ahsoka is out. Go watch it. Enjoy it. If you are here with us live, like I said, we are almost under an hour from Ahsoka, episode one and two, hitting live Disney+. Plus. So I am getting a bit more excited. We're essentially going to get a nice little mini movie to kick us into the Ahsoka series. We'll have six episodes to go after this. So six more weeks of Matt and Nick talking about Ahsoka every Tuesday on the SWTS. And why do we do that? Well, there's always time for Star Wars time. So don't forget about StarWarsTime.net. That's our home base on the internet. The best place to tell new fans and old fans alike. So they can, hey, look at some of the content we don't put out anymore because there's really nothing to write about. So fuck that. But B, more importantly, to get all of the links to sub up. All right. Let's go. Let's sub to those podcast platforms. Give us some ratings and reviews. If you're a YouTuber and you're on this right now, like the stream, leave a comment, create a clip, share it around, turn on notifications, subscribe. That's all we ask for. You don't see any paywalls here, right? Just help us out. Tell the algos we're good, which the only way you can do that now is liking, commenting, sharing, rinse and repeat every single fucking week. Let's go. Clip it. If we did something good today and uh, we should make a clip, let me know so I can get to it over the next few days. I have been trying to put out at least one clip a week on our socials to expose some new people to what we do on Tuesdays because that's really where we make our money. The fake money, that is. There is no real money ever being exchanged at the SWTS. All right, people. May the force be with all of us. Tune into that SWTS every single week. Even when we're not here, we're going to have something for you to listen to. Because there really is always time for Star Wars time. 
And don't forget, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. Always.